licor sus besos locos llenos de rara luz sus negros ojos fuego que me quemó fue su querer se llama viva de amor con sabor de mujer siempre Esclavo fui de sus antojos, suyo, mi corazón poquito a poco, mala, lo destrozó para gozar, sin piedad lo golpeó con fiereza brutal. Chica. Hello, Adam. I love that song. Well, I played it just yeah. for you. Thank you. I hope nobody else was listening because that was just for Chica. <laughs> you greedy oh. motherfuckers out there. <laughs> Scott Bodie's on the. Oh my goodness. West Coast is representing. West Coast is on their Texas, the West here. Coast, DC. Nice. Some white trash in Denver. <laughs> I see here. Wow. <laughs> so I took a ride around the park today around 7 30. Mm-hmm. And the park's been amazing this summer and this spring and summer and now fall you know, with COVID and all that, just to have a place to go with outdoor space and green. But it's becoming insanely active, like more than I've ever witnessed wow. it this year. Like, so the the green, the, the baseball fields area are just full of kids mm. playing baseball, which they weren't doing so much throughout well, the summer. The spring, we weren't able to, and summer was too hot. So then there's, <clears throat> then there's soccer everywhere, and the kids wearing like neon... Yeah. jerseys and then there's a jazz trio or a funk band or a folk group or some group of musicians around every bend and there was even somebody and Sharon I didn't see this because I was on my bike ride when I saw it but on the south lawn mm-hmm. almost by the library there was somebody having a bonfire ah yeah 
That's crazy. Which is definitely uh, not legal. <laughs> well, what's legal has changed a little bit too during this. Like I heard on Labor Day, uh, they allowed barbecue in Central Park. Well, what do you mean by that? Because I thought they always allowed barbecue in Central Park. Apparently they didn't, but during Labor Day hmm. that they did. Yeah. I guess I never noticed because I, I mean, here they have areas where they have uh, barbecues. Yeah, I've never seen it at Central Park. That's why when Memo mentioned, like, we barbecued at Central Park, I'm like, where do you do that at Central Park? Mm -hmm. Yeah, come to think of it, I don't know if I remember. Uh, Yeah, but there was a huge bonfire. I was was hoping, yeah, that is crazy. And did you go by the fire and hang out? Like, dudes, I'm here to hang out. Oh, my God. No, I was on a bike going around the track. But you know what else I saw? I saw like 30 people dancing apart from one another, all wearing headphones. Um, So it looked like a bunch of people tripping on acid. (laughs) They were like, you know, you know how white people dance when they're really into it. It looks like they're trying to swat a bug off themselves or something. And, uh, (laughs) but like the bug keeps moving around and they don't know where exactly it is. So there was just like a lot of that happening in one part. And but you couldn't hear any music, which made it just seem really surreal because they all had headphones on. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew said so, he's one of those bugs sweating. <laughs> oh yeah, we all are. I mean, I I could probably count on one hand all the white people I know who can actually dance. I know a lot of white people. You know a lot of white people that can't a lot dance of white apparently. People. I know. A lot I mean, of tango's different. Tango's tango's Turkey. different. I'm talking about like getting down dancing. Yeah. I know, like Turks can shake it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not tango. No. They get in the groove. And they dance it. So there's a lot of action happening in the parks right now. It's really cool to see and to be around. I go like in the afternoon to read, and then I'll go later for a walk or a bike ride. Um, it's really neat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's been here like the since the they lifted the 8 p.m. curfew during summer. Because you guys didn't have a curfew, but we did. And once that lifted and the parks were reopened, um, mm-hmm. it felt like after 7, 8 p.m., the parks were like so alive. The baseball field, the they were playing, tennis courts were full. There'd mm-hmm. be like even uh, some folk groups, folk dance groups would be at the park. So after a certain time, they would invade the tennis courts and play some um, either Portuguese or Brazilian folk music and dance. And it's like, damn. Hmm. It was so alive. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and then the other thing I noticed that's happening mm. more and more are outdoor classes of different things like so we noticed Sharon and I noticed an outdoor yoga class maybe two days ago maybe yesterday and then there was another one today we walked by when I was riding there was some sort of dance fitness thing happening on oh. the west side in a pavilion and then I saw like a, a martial arts class happening in one of the fields um so that was interesting too. I thought maybe we should just have. I thought of a milonga, we could mm-hmm. call it lejos de ti, 
and we could all dance separately and uh, just like hang out. But I feel like it might be easier just to avoid that. People will get together and dance, I think. <laughs> I, well, unless we I, do it with friends that we if you know did it, will obey. I think if you did it on the grass where you can't really dance. Yeah. I mean, true. yeah, I don't know if we'd want to even encourage the possibility of that being able to happen, though. But I did think it would be nice to just at least get together with, like, a, a group of people. And But yeah. then, yeah, you're right, like, that. the drug is so close, you know, you might, <laughs> exactly. might just shoot it up. <laughs> there were, like, a group of people in Kansas... Uh, in the Lawrence Tango scene, at like at some point, I know they were meeting at the parking lot and dancing away from each other, just alone, mm -hmm. which I thought was very. I cute. think Toledo's like, doing something similar. Uh, I was like, parking lot, really? Like, as if you know, they didn't want to go farther away from their cars. <laughs> like, why parking lot? There's a lot of open spaces there. <clears throat> Answer oh, the damn phone. Dr. Mike is here. Ring, 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 ring. I don't ding, hear ding, a ding, ring. Ding, 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 this ding. is the one of the flaws of this um, Podbean thing. Is like you hear the phone ringing. You're calling me, but I don't hear the phone ringing. You do. It makes no sense. Oh, really? Yeah. That doesn't make it's any so sense. It's so stupid. <laughs> I'm like, Answer the damn phone, you bastard. And you don't even hear the phone. <laughs> Michael, it's, it's just an excuse. Yeah, I know he's full of shit. Like he know didn't want to Yeah, I did Fuck run you. the show once, though. He's right, but I'd like to say that he's just shitting you. Yeah, I think he's just shitting me. I think you both. <laughs> oh, but how do you know? If some, some. I just like appear. Like who? There's a little like uh, thing that bops up and down on my screen, like a little bubble that says your name and the little image that you have it says Richardi. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Do I have to look yeah. at my screen? Yeah, he has to look at the screen, which is so retarded. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, and it can't be that difficult to have it ring on both ends, like on your end and on our end. Have you ever seen somebody that called in that you didn't want to talk to that you just didn't answer it? I'm not gonna. Ex I'm not. I'm not allowed to answer that <laughs> question. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, man. Never, be... never. No, yeah, never. yeah. No. Uh -huh. Of course no, not. No, there's just been bad timing moments sometimes, but mm -hmm. I don't think there's been a. There is. Oh, bad, there bad. were like two weeks ago, or was it last week? There was a. So look, if you're not a tango person, and you try to call in, I'm oh, not yeah, going to answer the like phone. Um, and there was somebody last week. I think I forgot what they called themselves. I have it on the blocked list here. What is their name? Boogie Nights. Somebody named Boogie Nights. So. They were trying to call in, and they, but we were in the middle of an interview, and I think even Maxfield was playing cello while this person mm. is just, and I kept hanging up, and they kept calling, and I kept hanging up, and they kept calling, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna block Get this person grip, because, yeah, yeah, I don't understand. And there's been few at the beginning where I think you would allow them to call in, and then I would like, who are you? And then yeah, you're like, like talking, talking to them, talking like, hey, <laughs> like, dude, don't shut the fuck up. He's like, we don't they're know like, this person. Don't and they're me. like hitting on you. They're like, oh, Chico, is that Persian? I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, what is your name? Uh -huh. mean, huh? Like, if you're calling podcasts to hit on people, you're I mean, really desperate. Somebody needs to buy you a freaking <laughs> online porn <laughs> membership or something. So, what's up, Michael? How you doing? 
I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How are you? What have you been doing? What have you been doing since the last time I saw you? When was that? I don't know. When did I see you? We went to Chico's last week. Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Was was that two weeks ago? To to Van Vleck Gardens in Montclair. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's the greatest segue because, guys, I had an amazing burger with you guys out there, remember? It was fantastic. I I didn't eat it. And you know what I had tonight? A burger? Uh, Yeah, but you know what kind? What kind? Guess. Cheddar and bacon? Bacon. No. A fake burger. I had a Beyond Meat burger. Oh, amazing. God. Don't, I don't even oh, want to talk about that. <laughs> you can't fake that shit. Have you tried it? No, and I'll I never fucking try, try that was, bullshit. You got to try it. I want to try it. Was it was never. amazing. I'm telling never, you, dude, I, I don't even want to go back. I don't even want to go back. Michael, yeah, you tasted you're... fake food. It's fake food. It's not it's fake. Not it's fake fucking food. food. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like food. It's plastic. not fake food. Yeah. It's just not meat. It's fake fucking food. It's fake All meat. That stuff. <laughs> I'm telling you, fake man. Meat. You try it and then you can apologize because it was amazing. So where did you have I, res- I, re- I totally respect everybody's personal eating preferences. but Except mine. Except yeah. when it's You know what? Because you can have a... Because you can have a real burger, okay? You're not a vegan. I'm not, you know, but you know what? I was impressed. I'm gonna, so close I... to being one now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Just I go all a... the way. Go impossible. all the way. I don't think it was an impossible burger, Pooja. I think it Fucking was the pussy. Beyond Meat. But I'll try the impossible one. I made it at <laughs> home. I bought, like, you know, the pre... I, I've never eaten out fake burger, but I, I did, you know, make one. It was... It was good, man. I was definitely on your like uh, wavelength until I just bought the meat yesterday, the whatever you want to call it, yesterday, and then today I made one, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Hop it daddy, has the exact. It has hop, the exact what's same hop, texture. What's hop daddy? What is it's hop daddy? A, apparently, a, apparently, it's a burger place in. Is Austin? that a fake Austin. burger place or a real burger place? I think it's a fake meat burger place i'm not gonna call it fake burger it's still a burger yeah. in, unless it's in a burger bun right well you don't go to austin let's texas de- to... What? let's define burger <laughs> you don't go to austin texas to have a fake burger <laughs> that's another <laughs> it's like the capital of the world yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go to austin and eat only fake meat just to piss you off and then tell you all about it <laughs> That would piss you off. Just have have one episode with Michael only about <laughs> fake meat. Are you kidding me? Uh, Impossible burger. I, you know, I don't know. I might. I might so pissed now. Yeah. Well, you know what? I would try one just to see. Listen. I'm, I'm telling <laughs> you, man. I was so... stunned. It tastes the same. It has the same texture. There's a slight. You can sort of tell, like, if somebody didn't tell me it was a real burger, I might think, like, oh, this is a little different. But if you've ever had one of those, like, frozen vegetable burgers, do you know those things? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever tried one of those? Yeah. They taste like shit. Yeah. This is, like, how you wish that tasted. You know, it's really good. Yeah, no, listen, I I had an ex-girlfriend that made some of the best veggie burgers I've ever had in my life. Hmm. So... 
But did but, it taste uh, like meat? No, but I w- it was a fucking veggie burger. I didn't try to make it taste like meat. But this tastes like meat. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. I know. Mm-hmm. That's why I'll have a regular meat burger. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike and I need to try it within the next week and then go back. <laughs> Can you imagine I have it and I'm like, I'm never going to eat meat again. This is so fantastic. I'll still eat like Nick, good meat. Nick, you need to call in and say that in person. I'm not going to share eat- that. <clears throat> Sorry, I still yeah. eat like good meat, like ribs and you know things like that. But I, I was thinking like, if this is good, I don't need to eat crappy. I mean, some you know red meat is, is delicious, but it's like that's an easy yeah, one listen, to fake. You I can't really fake lot. ribs or something like that. But but this you can fake. It's pretty yeah. good. Um, I'm willing to try. Amazing grass fed. Hey Nick, I don't even good. know if they would have it in my market. Hey Adam. <laughs> Hey Chico. Hey Nick. Hey. How's it going? This is Michael. This is Nick. Hey Nick. Hi Michael. How are you? Now you need Nick Good. needs to share his opinion about this. Oh, ah. it's a life philosophy. It's uh, I put anything in my mouth once just to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bold philosophy. It's a good. <laughs> <laughs> it leads you into and out of many great situations. <laughs> <laughs> at least well, once i agree yeah. well you know nick you're talking to a dentist this man knows if there's anybody who knows about putting shit in their mouth is this uh, guy i see why you don't like this is because you spend your life putting shit in other people's mouths <laughs> i do like I, I, you know what that's a good point i do i, I spend my life putting Thank shit you. in people's mouths <laughs> I never thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very bleak way to look at your profession. I know. I'm going to get up today and stick my hands in somebody's mouth. Nick, you should see some of the shit I put in people's mouths. (laughs) You should have seen the shit he put in my mouth. I put some crazy shit. (laughs) That sounded bad. (laughs) I mean, I... Listen, it, it, you know, it is what it is. I did put some shit in your mouth. You did. <laughs> you know? With the, with like that, oh, I need to do a root canal. Uh, yeah, and I thought I got... my mouth was raped. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Chico, you're, uh, you're going to get I'm this guy in roll, trouble. I'm going to man. <laughs> Michael's going to lose his, his license because like, somebody's going to edit this in the wrong order. I'm sorry, guys. It's just coming out. I can't control. <clears throat> no, there's no need to right, control. I, Listen, up. this is a podcast. It's got to be entertaining. It doesn't really matter what comes out of your mouth. Would you rather it be boring? It matters what goes in your mouth, though. I was just going to say that. Stole <laughs> the words out of my mouth, Adam. <laughs> you know, actually, speaking of mouths... Um, we were listening to NPR and they had a game show where children were reading lyrics from like folk songs and then people had to guess the song. And we thought it might be funny to do something like that with Tango. Nick, what are you doing? Yeah, Nick, stop are you moving making around. A, are you making a fake meat sandwich? He's making an impossible burger. I Nick, where do you live? Denver. Is Nick in New York? Oh, Denver. Denver. Oh, so you don't eat fake meat in Denver? That's another place. That's like Austin. You don't eat fake meat there. <laughs> we don't? 
<laughs> I think the the more varied the diet, the better. And I think the less, you know, if I could eat meat a couple times a week instead of every day or five times a week instead of seven. How do you would you say how often do you think you eat meat? Um probably like four or five times a week. Yeah, I I have a pro. I eat meat like every day. That's why I decided I'm gonna start trying. Other I mean, when I say that, I'm including chicken and fish. So it's not like I eat red meat every day. But I was just like thinking recently, like, okay, I think I'm gonna. Osage count as meat. That's I don't know actually. I don't th I don't think really think fish does. <laughs> no, it's it's meat. Fish is meat. Fish is meat. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm for vegetarians. It is, isn't it? Yes, it's definitely meat. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Um, yeah, I, I like to cook a lot of... Uh, I cook every day. I cook a lot. And I love cooking stuff with different from different countries. And so I think if you expand it beyond American food, getting great, satisfying vegetarian meals is pretty easy. And they're so yeah. flavorful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so yeah. much you can do there with flavor. I, I'm so impressed when I go to a restaurant. I remember my brother's restaurant, like, I would order something with meat, and then there was always a, a vegetable next to it. And the vegetable generally was better than the main meat meal. Like, I was always blown away by the way chefs prepare vegetables. So it's amazing. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it can be. Yeah, no, there's, and there's some amazing vegetarian places in Manhattan, too. Um, mm hmm there's a place, uh, Lady Bird. I don't know if you've been there. I've uh, heard of it. Is that in the Lower East Side? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Sounds so familiar. Oh, I would love so to good. go. I don't think I've ever eaten, you know, vegetarian place in Manhattan because I haven't. Yeah, no, there's a lot of great places. Yeah, so Lady Bird is fantastic, and I was just making fun, fun of the Impossible Burger. And uh, <laughs> there's a, a great Mexican <laughs> place called Vegetarian Mexican place called Bar Verde on the Lower East Side. Also, it's fantastic. Mm. Well, that does sound familiar too. I went yeah. to a raw. So back in the day, my dad was dating a woman here, and she wanted to check out this raw food place in the village. And we went, and this has got to be like six or seven years ago. And I just remember everything you ordered, like they had like pizza, salad. I mean, sorry, pizza, burgers, whatever. Right? <clears throat> I'm like, this is amazing. They managed to make a raw version of all these foods. And we all ordered something different, and all they brought us was like three salads that <laughs> 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 they just called like. The they pizza. just called a different thing. They just called it something. They just brought you. us fucking lettuce. What is that with you and Betty so and my dad, right? Familiar. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And we're like, "Are you fuck? What the fuck is it? like?" <laughs> it's just three salads, <laughs> and it was so expensive. But it is raw food. It's true. It was raw food. It's raw uh, food. You see what you did with this impossible burger bullshit? No, that's <laughs> a real thing, though, man. That's a real thing. I'm uh, They're going to sponsor the show. Yeah, listen. <laughs> if you get impossible burger to sponsor the show, I will promote them. I'll eat it. I'll, I'll, I'll rate it, and I'll promote it. I'll do, I might I, even I'll make another that. one after this. I would do that for you. Is it filling? How, like, what's the thickness yeah, of the, of the burger pan? Well, you make it yourself, dude. 
Oh, really? So it's actually. Oh, so you like... bought ground meat. No, ground... Chico, I bought ground fake meat. <laughs> ground fake meat. Oh, yeah, you sorry. just buy a package of it and then you make the patty however big you want. Cool. Right, in fact, I'm crazy. so confident that you wouldn't even notice the difference. The next time you come over for a barbecue, I'm going to slip you an impossible burger and you're never going to fucking notice. Yeah, no, that's a scary thing. <laughs> and that scares me. I do. I'm, I'm, totally, I'm totally frightened by that. So I'm not saying that I'll be able to tell the difference. I'm saying I'm, it scares me. That's all. That's it. Enough said. It's fucking you can frightening. You're scared, Michael. It's okay. No, I'm, I'm fine with being. I actually welcome it. <laughs> Bring that shit on. So, Adam, how much is a pack of that compared to real meat? Uh, I think it was like eleven ninety nine for. I'm not. I think it might be sixteen ounces. You know, it comes in a frozen. So it's twelve package. bucks a pound. Yeah, it's a little. It's probably the same as like a good quality ground meat if you got something organic. Well, I don't know. I go to. I go to. Uh, there's a butcher by me that does only grass fed. Mm-hmm. He's a butcher, so he grinds it up kind of right there, and it's mm-hmm. eight nine nine a pound for grass. Okay, so it's only a little. It's a little bit more. Ground beef, yeah. yeah um, it's six ninety nine in my butcher here, <clears throat> but it's not a fancy butcher. Yeah, I want to say my butcher. All right, fancy. we gotta try this shit. Why aren't we doing barbecue? Well, Oscar and Manu got... are coming over on. Uh, oh, I have to clear that with Sharon, but I mean, I have to clear the Manu part. Well, Oscar is coming over <laughs> on Saturday, and yeah, he said, like, what time should we? And then today when he texted me, because he was trying to figure out what time, he said, what time should we come? And I thought he was talking about him and his new dog, because he got a new dog. Yeah, I met the dog last Manu. night on Zoom. Um, but then he said, no, Manu, so I have to make sure that's okay with Sharon. Um, By the way. Just... I mean, they've been staying together this week. Have they? they traveled together, yeah. Oh, I didn't I, know they were together. I was on either. Zoom with oh, them. Okay. Uh, then I guess he's night, bringing them so... back to New York. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'll see what I'm doing this weekend. But I, I just got uh, I got tested on Monday mm-hmm. because I'm going back to NYU. It's let me tell you what a what, what a fantastic experience. So I had a cancellation on Monday, right before mm-hmm. lunch. So I grabbed my assistant with with me and we drove into Manhattan. We went to uh, NYU on 30th and 1st and mm-hmm. took me right in. It was like five minutes. They had like 20 people doing tests, tested me, left, went back to Staten Island and like literally door two hours. And with the last probably 18 hours, I got my test results. It was fucking fantastic. Wow. I just might get tested like all the time just, just because it was such a pleasurable experience. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, I can come over anytime and shove a Q-tip up your ass. I mean, up your nose. It's fine. <laughs> what so, I'm saying is they, they, they systemized <laughs> well that it wasn't uh-huh. – you're not waiting. They got you right through. You put, they had so many people doing the test. It was, like, it, was, it was just like really, really, really like a well-oiled machine. So you got and you got that... results in less than a day. I got yes. Uh, I took the test at one forty-five on Monday, and when I woke up Tuesday morning, uh, I had the results. Wow! Can't be so. That, let's right? do a milonga. 
Let's do it. So my, uh, by the way, I was negative. So. <laughs> I figured that much. It's seriously, I was talking to like a friend of mine, and it's like, you know, back in the day, in the, you know, probably like the early '90s, right? AIDS was still like a thing, you know. And you would go for a physical, mm-hmm. and your doctor would say, "Would you like to take an HIV test?" And you're like, um, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> You know, and right. like you get the test and you're like kind of like be sweating a little bit. And you're like, even though like you're not sick or anything, you're like, all right, please let me be negative. Please let me be negative. And you come back negative. I, and you're like, I, all right. Yeah. I remember when that happened to me once. I was in for something else and they're like, you want to take an AIDS test? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And then all of a sudden I felt like I had AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I hope this is negative. It like fucked me up for like until I got the results. I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ! What am I gonna do? I'm like, should I tell my girlfriend? I don't know what to do." And then they come back like, "You're negative," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I didn't come here for that. That's why. That's right." Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, right? Wow. It's like... <clears throat> it's like the AIDS test of the '80s and '90s. It's like you feel fine. You're like still like. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But either way, I was negative. Well, that's good. Well, that's yeah. good to know. I met a guy. Sorry. No, you met a. <laughs> it's uh, it's out, cutting guys. in and out. Yeah, cutting in and out for me too. I thought it was just me because that happened to me, but I think it's Michael's connection actually. Now April is also saying can't hear. Now you're back. Yeah, it's. Uh... No, I think, I think it was Michael's Michael or connection. Or just like the Podbean. <clears throat> uh, well, it could be this Podbean. No, I was gonna say on Sunday when I was watching the Browns game at at an outdoor bar near my apartment, a guy that I met, he said he'd gotten a turnaround test in 15 minutes at a place in Crown Heights. Wow. Um. So they have those now too, apparently. Yeah, I mean they're available, and I know NYU has a a test. I don't know. I'm gonna to have to look into that a little bit, but uh, I know somebody who had a test at the house and like took the test at the house and sent it back or something like that. Or I'm not sure. I'll find out a little bit more about that and I'll let you know. It's a there's a lot evolving of technology, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, think That's about true. it. You know, there's this is. Tons of people trying to do these these quick tests and make them as accurate as possible because it's you know think about it. The, the that's potential. the only I way mean, we just... can get back to life right now. Yeah. Yep. So yep. let's change the subject. Yes, I was just gonna. <laughs> but Michael, I'm, that. I want to say I'm glad to hear that it was negative, and that you're doing good, and you're gonna go back to teaching tomorrow's your first day back, NYU. It is. Yeah, it's my first day back. Cool. Are you excited? <clears throat> um, yeah, honestly, I'm like, it's, I'm super excited. So we have, uh, believe it or not, we have a full program, which is kind of surprising. Um, like you guys know, it's an international program, so we get students from all over the world. And uh, I'm actually quite shocked that we're uh, totally full for this year. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's it's kind of insane, to be honest with you, with everything that's going on in the world, that people still want to come to New York. 
you know. But it's uh, it's, it's definitely New York exciting. rocks, baby. Yep. Yeah, I mean, in the end, there's no other place like it. Exactly. So is All Nick right. still with us? I don't know. Let's see. Nick, Nick, Nick. Hello. Hello. Listen, I apologize, Nick. I don't know if you're For supposed what? to call him, but I... Uh... No worries. <laughs> I'm glad you called him, but... Michael. It's been well, a while. No, I know. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah you've been ignoring us. We're making notes. Don't worry. I know, I know. I don't have any crazy stories to tell you. I mean, I'm no. sure I do if I really thought about it, but... Well. I'm sure you do as well. <laughs> I want to ask Nick what... Because what, the last time you called it, Nick, we talked a lot about our crazy stories together. Because we have quite a few. And I wanted to ask you, I was thinking today, like, what's the craziest experience you've had in tango? Because I know you used to have a very eccentric teacher... And I remember you telling me stories about some of the crazy situations you got into with him. So I wanted to know if you wanted to share any. If and that doesn't even have to be the subject, but I remember those are some examples, like some crazy experiences you had in tango over the years. Some of these experiences are better shared over whiskey in small companies. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, that's why I didn't say any names or, or let on. I, I, well, I guess, I guess I, one, one of the stories that wasn't, that, that always makes me think of these things is I was sort of uh, surrounded by, you know, uh, Ideal, the Milonga, the really fancy one. Yeah. Oh, I was surrounded by, yeah, four sort of like coked up people in the bathroom there while I was peeing and they all took their knives out and they held them all at my stomach. What and the fuck? My... Yeah, that was fucked up. I talked my way out of it, fortunately. Um, but that was, uh, that was exciting. So you walked into a room, a bathroom when they were all doing blow and that's why they got upset? No, no, they came in. I'm not telling you the whole story. This is just the climax of the story. Oh, okay. Out of context, this is the, the climax with the, no resolution. This is very poor storytelling. It's just, it's like only the action shot. <laughs> so you're giving us a trailer. Like the highlight not, reel. Not yeah. really, but you're giving us, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna go, have to come to Denver with yeah. a bottle of whiskey to get the rest exactly. of that story. Exactly. I see. You see how it is. Um, I was shot, shot at in Paraguay. That was fun. I've heard um, Paraguay is extremely dangerous. Not. I mean, I think if you're there with people that you know, it's fine. But it was like they, the government. There's Asuncion, and then there's a river, the Bedouin River, and right next to that is this uh, Vija, this like terrible ghetto. And I was up in the museum, looking over it with Deanna. We were looking over the Vija, and they had flooded the whole neighborhood with like four feet of water. Um, oh shit! Just to like let the runoff off of the river or something like that but it was like definitely like a purposeful thing that the government had done 
to flood this area that was lying under the river. And there were these kids that were playing on their family's couch in the soccer field, like it was a boat. And we were just sort of like talking about, you know, how horrible it is to be in the terrible government and like the atrocities that happen. And then all of a sudden, some motherfucker comes and <clears throat> shoots a gun up at us uh, while we're on shit. the balcony. And the bullet like whizzed and pinged off of the uh, all the marble and ended up in the bathroom. Yeah, so that was crazy. Jesus. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! So it was really wow. random, and it's not like I was there, but it's just sort of like, is it gonna hit you or is it not gonna hit you? It's very, very random. Yeah, I remember Andres and Meredith said they had to go to Paraguay for something, and they went to a shopping center. And then they, I, I'm, maybe I'm remembering the so story incorrectly, but they they went out a door, a particular door that they didn't come inside of, and they were like at the back side of the shopping center, and it was like a gun, an underground like gun market, and there were people just selling guns everywhere, and they were like, walk, like trying to get the fuck out, and like walking down this just little narrow corridor behind a shopping center, and I'm when I say shopping center, I'm talking like a rundown third world country shopping center, not like a mall you know, here, and um, they just, I don't, I remember Andres telling the story, and he would just seem like freaking terrified. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you shit. can imagine, he's already, like, got yeah. so much anxiety anyway. You <laughs> <laughs> so so see him, like, shitting himself while he walks down that? I probably would, too. But I think in context of what's happening with our country now, I look back on, like, some of those experiences, and I realize that, you know, we have also like a responsibility to not have our country turn to shit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's, it's really important. And so that's this, I know everyone already knows this, but just like in context of some of my travels, I look back and I, and then I see what we're doing now. And it's just like, you know, apparently anything can collapse. Anyway, I'm really happy to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all got silent there. Like, like how do we turn this around? <laughs> I'm glad you, you jumped on that one for us. <laughs> well, so you're, um, you're, you're going to be sharing with us some of your music tonight. And as we were discussing during the sound check, you don't have, you're not like a soloist. You're, you're, you play in a group, so... It's not necessarily feasible for you to play a whole piece, but you were going to play a segments of pieces and then discuss different elements of the music. And I'm so excited. I wanted to talk also about um, what for you makes a tango piece more, or maybe, maybe for all of us, um, what are some of the subtle things that make tango more complex some tangos more complex than other tangos and what do you feel would make a tango more danceable than others mm, I think the okay well I think the complexity is directly related to the arrangement if it's an arranged piece and that has to do mm -hmm. with you know who did it then there is also if there's improvisation, then it's sort of the rhythmic improvisation capacities of the people playing. 
a lot of it because the you know they like in jazz they take the same centered song and then they arrange it a hundred different ways mm -hmm. in each different flavor and i think that sometimes a lot of that complexity is just the how that group is working at that time you know that that specific group of people is doing this thing together mm -hmm. and they can speed something up or slow something down like there's a lot of i think it's uh El Chamujo, might be wrong. There's a lot of fantastic tango orchestras in Japan, but this this one was I don't remember what it was, but it's from maybe 2000, and they did all this Guardia Vieja stuff exactly perfectly, and I love it, and they're so great. And then I go back and I listen to the Canaro version, and there's so much more grit and funk and mm. like off-tempo stuff happening hmm. that you can't you can't really write that down so when you listen to how it's played straight versus how like you would write it on the page versus how it was played at that time from those people who had mm -hmm. that life it's just completely different yeah it's very interesting that you say that because that i was talking to emiliana about this too and like how I was asking, like, we were listening to a trailer song, um, and he's a pianist, and I'm taking some music lessons from him. So I was like, so how much of this is on the paper in the arrangement? Like, do you see? He's like, very little. And uh, that's why, like, it was, it, he said it must have been hours and hours of, like, practicing, rehearsing, and working together. That That's... The way Didn't they you... formed, the way they arrangements happened. Huh? Chico, was it you that told me the other day that, like, for Troilo's orchestra to play, rubato, the way they played so well together, they had to just like rehearse constantly. Yeah, like exactly. they couldn't. You couldn't read the music to play. To you couldn't read the music to make it sound the way Troilo wanted it to sound. Well, you couldn't. No, it's not. It just was not written on sheet mm -hmm. paper. So okay. you could only like achieve it by amount of practice and like what Nick is saying, also getting to know and what you're doing as a group at the time. Um, and like what your goals are, I guess, but it's not on paper. Nobody's really orchestrating. Well, I mean, to be fair, or, I mean, or directing. you have like a big orchestra, like a lot of that stuff is written out, like the harmonies, you know, I think improvisation uh -huh. for a whole group at one time becomes infinitely more difficult. If you have 10 people on stage, they can't all be improvising at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so you look at like Salgan has a book about orchestration. And Pia Solo was a great orchestrator. He wrote for Rossetto, he wrote for Torello, he wrote for a whole bunch of different people. And they, you know, so the, the arrangements were also at the same time really clear. So, it, you know, and maybe somebody is like, you get Bardado playing violin, and maybe he improvises something as a soloist on top of the orchestra arrangement. So I think mm -hmm. you, there's the different thing between soloist, like duet to quartet, versus like sextet to orchestra. There are different levels of arranging. And so even if you do have a really comprehensive arrangement, you can get that groove or that flair for your certain orchestra mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. through that experience. So I'm not saying that the orchestras were 
totally improvise them. Even if, you know, like let's say they have a really simple arrangement, but if you tell your whole group, hey, do this at this time always, that's an arrangement, even if it yeah. hasn't been written. Uh, yeah, that's exactly, true. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's what I mean. That oh, was my yeah. understanding. Yeah. yeah. It's not like the music is not written. It's just what you, they're going to improvise and play with that's besides what's written. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask another question, but would you want to play a little bit first? Okay. <clears throat> oh, by the way, it's not that I can't play whole tangos. It's just that I can't play whole tangos very well. By <laughs> Quantity. It's more really an issue of quality. Um, <laughs> just to be like totally. Well, I appreciate your here. bluntness. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate the honesty. I was trying to like, I was trying to make it more suave. Like, well, Nick is a, um, you know, he's this no, particular I'm... type of musician, and he just chooses. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I, I love playing bando. I played for a long time, but I'm not like I have many different interests, and I that like span many different art forms and disciplines. So I, I, I'm not necessarily dedicated only to band and yo. Uh, I wish I could be, but um, there's just so many interesting things and I want to sniff all of them. Or and there's only so many out. hours in the day. And I think bandoneon is something that takes a tremendous amount of yeah. practice. Yeah. And there's so many different things you can put in your mouth. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, sometimes you need both hands for that. <laughs> So this is a this is a fairly short study, uh, and it's only in one hand. So here we go. This is a piece piece. Nice. What piece was Very that? Very good. I love it. It was working earlier today, and then your fingers decided to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sounds um, great. Thank you. I was wondering, yeah, this is a, a study that Peter Solar wrote a whole bunch of studies. Uh, he wrote a lot of stuff. That's a study for a flute. We can't so, hear you well, Nick. Can oh, you get closer? Sorry. Weird. There uh, you go. That was, a, that was a study for a flute. Oh, really? So, he wrote a whole bunch of stuff for that. Yeah. Did so you play anything years. else before you played Bandanyon? Mm, I played violin in middle school, but I was last violin, second chair. And the teacher basically told me, just make sure your bow is going in the same direction as everybody else, but don't touch the strings. <laughs> um, so I did that for That's three cruel, years. That's cruel, man. Uh, it was, you know, <laughs> each to their ability. And so, <laughs> so that was my musical experience. I tried, when I decided I wanted to play an instrument, I actually tried probably about 40 different instruments. Wow. Um, wow. And then finally I tried Bend and Yon and it just worked for me. I love the sustain that it has and the way you can bend and play with notes and the way it that holds dissonance is really unique. I, I can totally, like, I remember playing with it, with you playing, oh my God, you playing with it and with your orchestra at your festival too. Mm -hmm. Then I also remember like the photos of you and Diana with the bandoneon. And I'm like, this is such a Nick instrument. Like I thought it's just <laughs> like the way it just moves. I think an oboe and... is a Nick instrument. <laughs> just loud random noises. Just <laughs> bah! <laughs> thank you Chico that's really lovely and uh, also thank you Adam also, <laughs> you're welcome uh, you asked about dancing um, I, as a dancer I really strongly feel that we need to train our ears to the music I think that if we take what we want to dance to at face value of like what we feel in the moment, I think we really limit ourselves to our potential. And the thing that makes great dancing music is the ability to predict what's going to happen in the future. Hmm. And that comes with time, listening and studying. So the better you are at listening to the music, the more you're able to listen to complex music and dance to it. And simple music too. Simple music can be just as satisfying. So I think it's it, it's really being open to it. I mean, the, I, I think in the 25 years or whatever I've been dancing, I've hated every single orchestra with all of my heart. And at a certain point or time, I eventually just gave up and decided to love them all because I would mm. rather be that type of person. <laughs> um, so, it, it, but that really gave me a, a view to, to looking for the beauty and the ability to dance to anything. And if I can't dance to something, then I put that on a separate playlist for this is my homework. This is something I'm mm -hmm. going to do in the future as a challenge. And then often I choose those songs to perform to without having rehearsed. And then I get spectacular results, uh, usually failing. And that's really fun. So, you know, I highly suggest this methodology for <laughs> well, when Adam asked that question, I was thinking, like, is there stuff like Nick would be opposed to dancing, really? 
Really? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm really like within all the dancers we know. Like, I feel like you'd be the more most open and more versatile with your dancing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's dancing, guys. It's dancing. You're just dancing. Yes. Just whatever it is, if it's music or not, right? Even any sort of vibrations you can dance to. That should be a thing of joy. Not restriction. Exactly. Yeah, I always thought it was funny when people would say, they would hear a piece of music at a milonga or somewhere and say, you can't dance to this. And what they really meant to say was, I can't I dance can't to dance. this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I hear with that too. You know? That's exactly. Like, um, actually, I, you can't, I can't dance. Like, I, I don't know if I'd like to so much, but it's possible. Yeah. This is a famous projection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't remember. It's been a while. Um do you either of you play instruments? I no. grew up playing on and off like different instruments and I have a guitar here that I pick up every like six months, but I don't play I wouldn't say I play. Yeah, I used to as a kid. I took some lessons with. I never continued, yeah. I took some lessons like two or three years ago with Iran playing Spanish classical. Yeah, you were doing great. And that was fun. Yeah, I even grew my fingernails out. Yeah, you did. You guys would uh... file your nails together. I know. It's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would accompany him a little bit and we would play just for fun, like not like not a a gig or anything. It wasn't that good, but but it was fun. You're you're like half a pussycat. I used to play classic guitar and Spanish guitar, but I loved singing along with the guitar more than anything. Um, more than playing the. So I'm. Uh, I, I I pick it up. I I have a buddy who is in in Ohio again right now, but when he lives nearby, and sometimes we would jam. He plays guitar, so it really depends. I can still like make chords and transition pretty well. Did you not so. drum also, Adam, for a bit? I drummed and I played bass as well when I was a kid. Yeah. It's really important to be a multi-instrumentalist. I'm learning violin and guitar right now because I, it's really hard to improvise on Vendemio. Um And so I'm learning these other instruments because it's a lot easier to improvise on them. And then mm. I think after I learned them and I focus on that aspect of it, that I hope that some of that will transfer over to Vendignon. Mm. I think there are some people who can improvise in Vendignon, but I think the you know percentage-wise, most of the people who play Vendignon, like I can like bullshit a solo, right? But it's not the same as like just like mm-hmm. really opening up and improvising. So I would like to do it with a little bit more finesse, maybe. And so maybe maybe you don't feel as free like when you like when you dance and feel that freedom with improvising. Yeah, there's there's moments where I do and then there's moments when I don't. I definitely that freedom I have that when I play music, especially mm-hmm. when I play with a group. Like when I play alone, it's like you know, it, it's like standing in front of a whole bunch of people naked, you know, like <laughs> even when you you know, it's like that's it. It's you, and you're the one that's fucking it up. So it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's great, and it's also like nerve wracking, you know. 
Well, what else would you like to share with us? Would you like to share uh, something else? Yeah, I could play Chike if you want. Yeah. Oh, I love Chike. I know what that means. What does it mean? Chike is what you pay a prostitute. Uh, it's like if you want her to pretend she has an orgasm, you pay her extra for a Chike. Mm. Mm. That's cool. I heard it was possibly also uh, something that was like chic. Like they stole it from French as in like in fashion. Mm-hmm. And I guess that your definition could also be in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know many things, better. April. I know many things. Well, here we go. No, Andres. Yeah. Okay, cool. Andres. Andres sat me down once and told me the story of all the titles and what they oh, really. The dirty mean. ones, of yeah. course. Yeah, I like when a beehive might be. Which one's that? How does that? What's what does that mean? I don't know that one. Maybe it wasn't Una Fija. No, it wasn't Una Fija. That was what he made fun of. Hmm. <laughs> I was about to play. <laughs> he goes, Nick, I'm coming in a Fija. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Ah, uh, Andres. Okay, here we go. Chique. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. So that was a section of the song? That was the whole song, just like normally Yeah, it sounded they, like, okay. Yeah, normally they play the, like, like I said, I can play whole song to just, like, you know, I'll screw it up or whatever because <laughs> that's just how it goes, man. But uh, it's great though. I was it was so cool to also say, yeah, that's not how it goes, and then like I love experiencing that. <laughs> yeah, very very real time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went to the wrong. I went to the wrong section. <laughs> that's cool. How long have you had your orchestra for, Nick? I think the and how is that was, going? The first year was 2008. Wow, it's been such a long time. Yeah. At this point, I've mostly dissolved the orchestra for now. Um, mm -hmm. And we're playing as a trio or a quartet in very limited circumstances so we'll have like maybe like 20 people show up to a, in a big room all wearing masks and then we're on a big stage separated and then so we'll play and it's uh you know or we'll play outside sometimes um but it's all very very limited and there's just no way to have like a big group of people and there's oh there's no dancing it's only a concert so yeah. people can show up and listen but you know, I don't feel comfortable. I would but you dissolved it yeah. during this time. You mean it's not like you dissolved it before the this time? Yeah, I, I think that the, the thing is that I love playing in the trios and the quartet scenario or in a sextet because uh -huh. I feel like it's a great opportunity to learn. I learn kind of with dancing when I'm under pressure. Uh, so being the only bandoneon really puts the pressure on me to not suck. When I have a whole lineup of bandoneons, it's easy to like hang out and just like kind of throw it along <laughs> and just sort of like play, noodle around and then like let the other people play the rest of the song. So I, <laughs> so I need the, uh, that experience right now. I just see. as a musician, that's what I need. So I'll still play with the orchestra. I love the orchestra. I love all of my musicians, but, um, after doing that for 10 years, I feel like it's time to sort of like scale it back a little bit mm -hmm. and also play in other formats. So it also, it sounds like during this time, you've been a lot more focused on your music. Or oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot yeah. We got to make use of the, you got to yeah. make use of this time, right? What exactly. do your neighbors think about that? Uh, they all love it. <laughs> Yeah, we get when we sometimes we get out with the trio or quartet and we practice on the porch and they'll gather around. That's so cool. The and they'll like clap and stuff like that. So that's really neat. Yeah, it's good. I live in a mostly Latino neighborhood, and uh -huh. I think that that helps a lot. <laughs> you know, everybody's like really chill, and we go out and there's like you know every other weekend there's like mariachis around and it's fantastic. So we're really fortunate. That's really neat. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, wow. do we have any so, more questions for Nick before we have Maria call us? Hmm. Let me see. What was the hardest thing about playing that bandanion that for the 
thing that you're struggling with now? The thing that I'm struggling with now? Yeah. I think it's just like, I think A is the improvisational thing Mm -hmm. where you take something and you change it like on the fly, which is why the quartet is so good because Mm -hmm. there's a lot more space and room to do that. I see. Um, And I think another one is just like, it just like, you know, I, I think as any artist, you're always aware of where your limit is and no matter how good you are. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I think that I need to, and I'm very aware of like what my limitations are as a musician. So I'm always like trying to open those up and push it further. I so, see. And as you said, now I get a focus on this more now rather than traveling around. Yeah. It's a perfect time <laughs> so for it. Huh? Exactly. Great. April has a question. How has this been an opportunity, but I'm not sure what this is or what the opportunity is. The podcast <laughs> maybe playing for us, maybe. How has playing this live with us? Been an opportunity. I don't think this is an opportunity, April. Playing live for us. <laughs> well, we need to ask that to Nick. Oh, she asked, how has the situation of the lockdown been an opportunity? I see. Hmm. Uh, is this for me? Yeah, yeah I guess so. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I think I think it's a for me. It's and this is obviously different situations for many different people, but I think it's a really important to have a time of reflection in our lives. And it's been like I think we get a time not only of personal reflection, but also like and like looking at what is important and what do we want to do and are we happy with our lives. I also feel like it's a time of sort of like not only like national reflection but sort of world reflection mm-hmm. and it's like this i think that that's like the biggest opportunity we have with this is that we get a step back from the chaos of pushing forward and ask rather than just going forward we can ask where do we want to go forward where do we want to progress as mm. a species so hopefully we ask those questions I hope so too. And he it's needs- interesting that we all all forced to do this at the same time. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. So Annie wrote. Yeah. Oh, Annie just wrote a question saying, "Do you do the arrangements for the orchestra?" Um, I don't do the arrangements for the orchestra, and this is one of the things we're saying about like the limitations of like my musicianship is that I don't have like the harmony knowledge to create orchestral arrangements. I've done arrangements and I do arrangements for like duets and trios. Mm-hmm. Um, and those work out really well, but the arrange, the orchestra has arrangements. Um, mm-hmm. And we absolutely play with arrangements. And even the quartet. Nick, we lost you a little too. Again, can oh. you get closer? Sorry. Can you hear me? Yes, now that's better. Ah, that's right. So yeah, we we have arrangements. Yes, we all, we can improvise some stuff or play off lead sheets. But for the orchestra, if you do that, it's really boring because everything ends up sounding very same. Mm-hmm. Annie was on our show a few weeks ago. She plays the bandoneon as well. So yeah. Oh great! Hello. Yeah, she's uh, based out of DC. She's really good. She has a YouTube show actually where she interviews. And sits down with with musicians, so it's pretty cool. That's fantastic. Hello, nice mm-hmm. to meet you, Haney. 
Well, Nick, Nickel, Nicky B, um, did you want to do one more before? I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, did you want to do it? <laughs> Nicky B. Hey, Nicky B. <laughs> that was actually very cute. Um, did you want to do one more, uh, or do you want us to just hang up on you? Probably the second option. I Like I said, the quality okay. goes, and for my solos, goes down from there, and then mm-hmm. I'll just be playing Leech Eat stuff, and okay. yeah, it's boring, so... That was amazing. Thank you so much Thank for sharing guys. that. Thanks for taking the time. It's ready to see you again. Always. How are the you're you're doing lessons online, right? Zoom privates. Uh, some. If someone's some. interested in doing a tango private on Zoom, I'm definitely always available. Um, He's a fantastic fun. dancer and teacher, so, guys. Yeah, just let me know. Great. Great, my friends. All right, man. Thanks, Have a great Nick. evening. Take care. See you Enjoy soon. Enjoy your dinner. Bye. Bye. That was fun to catch up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Always, I always laugh with Nick for mm-hmm. some reason. Because he's Things funny. get crazy. Because he's funny, Chico. Yes. He funny is, looking. <laughs> he's fun. He looking. <laughs> Speaking of funny looking, no, not really. We were on a radio show today, and we're going to be on again on Saturday. Saturday. What time is that on? At four? Four on Saturday. And it's um, quote-unquote live, meaning that it's not a pre-recorded. It's, it's pre-recorded, but they only air it live. So if you wanted to listen to it, you have to go to the exact this timing. Usala Radio and listen to that at four. And it's our, yeah. if you've, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, it was. It's just so funny. Like it's pre-recorded, but you have only two chance. Like you only have the chance to listen to it if you're there at the time that it's being. Because it's a radio show. Played because it's a radio show. Real However, radio I show. did see that they do have fin- they do have older episodes available, so I, we, people might be able to get it later. Uh, maybe I don't know. They do post it later. Mm-hmm. I think it's usalamedia.com. Oh, is it? Something. Well, if you do any of that. One of those, yeah. Yeah. So Maria Valentina can call us anytime. Is We're... she with us? Yeah, she's here. There she is. Sweet. And, um, she's a local organizer here based in New York City. Are you? F- Hi, Maria. Hi. How you oh, doing? Hi, Maria. Hola. ¿Cómo están? Muy bien, gracias. Thank you for having me. Thank you for oh having God. me. Thank <laughs> you for seeming so enthusiastic about it. Oh. <laughs> we'll, <No>. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Some people have threatened me. They're going to call and ask some interesting Ooh, questions. So let's yeah, say. Wally. I yes. love his name, Wally. I was so funny. Coma, right? Compadre, how you doing, Petita? How you doing? Oh. <laughs> and my other compadre. My compadre Omar is here too. Hi. Oh, I saw yes. Omar online the other day, and his beard looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. that works, man. Keep he... the beard, Omar. Looks good. I want to see the beard, Omar. He can almost braid it. That's how long it is. Looks good. Really? Looks good. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love seeing all this, like people's change with their hairs and facial hairs. Like mm-hmm. things that they didn't dare do or, you know, 
didn't have time to think about it or just did what they usually do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All these, I think all like these when we look back at this era, we'll, we'll have the like COVID long hair, you know, photographs that we're going to go back to. I know like the guy that works at the corner bar, George, he's got like mutton chops grown out and like, he's usually really clean cut and he's just gone all the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and it looks good yeah. Yeah. yeah so maria are you from new york um i'm not i've i've only lived in new york all my life oh, okay. so i was more <laughs> i don't i don't i only know new york like i know all the five boroughs i know everything i wasn't born in new york but i've only lived in new york i was born in el salvador and then i we came to new york oh, wow. so Crazy. i don't I also don't have that, like, is this the first question? Because we're counting them. This no, is the first question. no, 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 this doesn't it's count. <laughs> it's just a warm up. It's the warm up. If that's, if, if but you're really taking five, I'm taking this This is just back. an intro. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, but it's um, it's also not so such a good thing because I don't have this, like, nostalgia to go to El Salvador because, like, I don't know anybody there. I don't have any friends. I was just too young when, when we... Like came mm -hmm. to New York, so I can't go back and say, "Hey guys, I'm going back. Let's go and hang out at that bar that we all used to get drunk yeah. at." Like first beer, first car accident, first everything like happened here, here in New York. What was your first car so, accident? Oh my god, it's Grand Central Parkway. That question counts, by the way. Adam. Okay, so this is question one. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, you have to play the official song, otherwise it's not official yet. So that's oh. true. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like one. Okay, okay. Five questions. Five questions. Love it. <laughs> do you recognize who that is you need you need to do like one more because it said five oh, questions only four you're times the first person to bring that <laughs> up oh, wow she really counted that i never really thought of counting <laughs> yeah uh no i wasn't i was counting oh so i wasn't really paying attention to, listen to, to the voice listen to the you voice. know who that is five questions <laughs> <laughs> I know who that is now. Where is he? he I really he haven't calls seen in him every in. once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Wally, that's Bat. Yes, Bat Johnson. Bat Johnson, Bat Johnson. He called in last week for quite a while, actually. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's my last couple out, weeks. He's been out. on yeah. it. Aww, so, yes, your, nice. your car accident? Yeah, I um. So, I, I didn't... I didn't have a car for a long time because I... You know, you live in New York City. I don't need a car. I take the subway everywhere. And then I got a job um, in Yonkers at a uh, summer camp, and I needed a car. So I bought a car. And anyways, um, that's how I got a car. And I was driving on the Grand Central Parkway one day, like exit five of the Grand Central Parkway. And I think it, it was a taxi it was a taxi driver just kind of caught me off and kind of got the last part of my poor little Toyota Corolla, no. my little oh, car. No. And I, 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 it wasn't like major. It wasn't anything. It was like just, that was my first car accident. 
fought my boyfriend at that time, what he did so that I could get back on the road because I was really scared was to like, let me kind of, let me drive his car, which was like a, what, what, like a standard, like shift car on the highway. And I didn't know what I was doing. So instead of helping, I think he made it there. He made it up there. <laughs> worse. So now, before I I change lanes, I like look at the mirror, look at both mm-hmm. mirrors, do like a little look, and you know, on the take a little look in the back before I change lanes. So I can't was... believe he thought driving a stick is going to help you get back. On Hence the, the keyword ex boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a very good problem solver. Ooh, no. that's yeah. good one. Ah, that's right. <laughs> Do it, Petita. I see where you're going. I see where she's going. Oh dear. I he did. Can I just say I did, <laughs> Petita? <laughs> oh god. My goodness. Yeah. My god. Oh god. I'm out of questions. Yeah. Now I'm, out of I'm, questions. A, I'm a gangster driver. I don't want to. No, you're not. After the sticks, I'm out of questions too, man. Well, you know, I just got to say this. Like, I, you know, those new cars, new cars that, like, they park themselves pretty much. Like, I will never have one of those cars. Like, I don't want a camera because now I'm a gangster. I'm a New York City driver. We are, (laughs) we can drive anywhere. So, yeah. You can drive any stick. <laughs> oh, Tweet, you know that I park like a gangster. She knows I'm a gangster. <laughs> I had to get my gangster chops back. We got a car last summer. I used to valet. Yeah. I used to valet in Cleveland, so I was really, I was really good at parallel parking and driving on sidewalks yeah. and just doing whatever you had to do to get the car there as fast as possible. And when I got the car last summer, I my my. Parallel parking chops are really rusty, but I've gotten much better since last year, especially this, this past six months because we've only been driving. I haven't been using the subway. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was yeah, really yeah. embarrassed at first. Like I, I would like pass up spots that were, you know, normally I would <laughs> squeeze right in there, and I would like, just like, yeah. Nowadays I'm better. I'm, I'm <laughs> able to squeeze in again. But yeah. Take some practice. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I'm kidding. That's a different skill in its own. No, if you've never lived in a place where you have to parallel park. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, my brother-in-law, I don't mean to throw him under the bus, but he doesn't listen anyway, so fuck him. Um, <laughs> we went, <laughs> well, we, they have a driveway, you know? So, like, we went to downtown once to watch to go to see a baseball game, and there were spots, like, everywhere. And I remember I kept pointing. I was like, Joe, over there, over there. And he, he drove, like, all the way down, past all these parts, uh, parallel parking spots and went into a parking garage and paid the 20 or 30 bucks instead of just parking on the street oh, no. and i think he was just embarrassed to admit he probably doesn't have any but it's a you I mean he doesn't have any experience it makes sense like why would he right. need to parallel park in his own driveway that would be odd mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would actually probably not be good for the That'd driveway either yeah. that'd be weird so maria yeah. You started running Milonga Capriccio. When did you guys With start? Monica. What inspired you yeah. to start that Milonga? Oh, my goodness. So, you know, my comadre, Monica, she, yes. um, so I think her tango teacher asked, asked her to do a kind of like a student feature performance 
how do you guys call those? Uh, like a showcase kind of thing? Um, yeah, showcase. Yeah, yeah. Showcase with another of his students. So the tango teacher put two students together, but the students didn't know each other, right? So the mm. first time that they danced together was at the performance somewhere in Spain. And they were like, yeah, I want to dance. Of course. Great. And she danced and it was great. And then she saw herself like the video of her, the performance. And she was like, oh, my God, I look terrible. She thought, of course, she didn't, but she thought she did. So she said, Maria, we have to do this this thing where like, you know, we, we just kind of put people together with other people at random so that they can. So they can all look and, terrible, you know. <laughs> so that we can improve so the idea was like you want to kind of like improve your dancing so that you know you can dance with whomever and you can mm -hmm. still kind of kind of give your best tango and i was like okay okay but you know i <laughs> i i never thought about like having a milonga I, i'm a school teacher i am always tired <laughs> and it wasn't really like my plan to have one and i think um I don't know, it was like the weekend after, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, she said, Maria, there's this great place. I want to show it to you. I want to have this milonga and it has to be with you. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go. It's all the way down to like Canal Street. It's like in Chinatown. And she was like, no, I'll buy you a cappuccino. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Because she's like, she's like, it's like, it's like an Italian restaurant. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go. It's like Canal Street. Like I live in Queens. Oh, wow. And she was like, oh, I'll buy you a cappuccino. And I was like, oh, okay. So we went and we asked the owner, uh, well, Monica, asked, like she did all the talk. And she's like, we want to do a tango event here. And the guy and the owner was like, well, it's the holidays. I don't have, I, I have the space all like a, you know like uh to see how it goes and she was like sure we do and he goes okay we'll do it this friday it was sunday Whoa. like it was sunday yeah. and uh we were like this friday and we came up with the name that day we came up with like we didn't know how to do a milonga like we didn't know how many people would fit and if like it was safe to have how many people in that basement like we didn't know anything like nothing i had no idea and i had to be the dj and i was i am not a dj like i was not a dj it was it was really an interesting milonga and it, it turned out to be pretty good i have to say that, that yes you guys do an amazing job yeah it's it's a very interactive um milonga in terms of like how you get the people it's one of them i was trying to think of a way to describe this the other day it's like um very binding. Well, it's 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 almost like um a happening, you know? Like you're you can go there and sit and like be off to yourself, but for the most part you're going to be involved even as a spectator, but and then again and then also as a dancer and you you know, you never know whose name's going to get pulled and who's going to go out there and Right. Um it's just a very right. live experience for everybody there. It's it's kind of it's 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 a nice unique twist on a milonga. I really I really appreciate that about it. Thank you. And I have to say that really it was, <clears throat> I don't know what's going to happen just because Monica is not here. You know, she is mm -hmm. part of it, right? Like, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think there'll be a capricho without Monica, but a lot of the ideas, we, we did work well together. I do have to say that um, whenever we had like an event, like we thought was like a, 
a big event for Capriccio, we would like apologize to each other before the milonga start. would start, we like, listen, comadre, if I look at you the wrong way, if I say something <laughs> dumb, if I hurt you during the milonga, I really don't mean it. It's just like we're all stressed <laughs> out. So we had that going and we had already kind of made the deal to like, if the friendship wasn't going to work out that we would just, because of the milonga, like we would yeah, not, yeah. not do the milonga right. anymore. And um, so that yeah. it took a lot of work, but I also think that people, it was more like, like, because me, Monica and I could like say whatever we could say, this is the way it could go. Like guys dance, whatever. But like, if people don't want to do it, they won't mm-hmm. do it. You know right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like, People who went there, like all the caprichoses who went there, they kind of made it more so than Monica and myself. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, of course. You build the you build the place and you have ideas and then it really like happens. Yeah, you can't shapes mm-hmm. with people. Who yeah, come. you have no idea if, yeah. if what your vision is is gonna suit the community and if they're gonna support it, or you might right. have to change your vision to suit the community, which but you didn't right. have to. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's, but it's also like, I tend to believe like you draw the right kind of people to, I don't know, you know, yeah. it's just magnets. You attract the right kind of people. Oh, and I think we did. Um, the, the, those are the people who stick and like follow. Yeah. Along and became, play along. And well, yeah, we made them do crazy things and they went mm-hmm. along with it. And um we were trying to push for the restaurant to let us like stay longer but i guess restaurants have rules i don't know and (laughs) so we couldn't like sometimes people didn't want to leave at one but it was a long milonga i mean it was like from like seven to one a.m that's long you know Mm -hmm. so but i think people i mean we we gave them a discount to put their name on a ball, so to speak. And then in the middle of Milonga, instead of having a performance, we would call two names at random, right? And they would have to dance. And the idea was not only to kind of like better or like improve your tango, but it was also to get that effect of like first time dancing with someone, like improvising and like, adjusting almost right to the person that you're dancing with whomever you're dancing in in front of who you're dancing Mm -hmm. with so it could have been a male leader a male follower a male a female leader a female and the moment you put your name in there you were kind of accepting that you were going to dance with whomever that so that was also yeah so that's that's... i was so lucky that the first time i came um, yeah. Like, all right. Whatever. I'll put yeah. my name down, and then you put you guys. I my name came up. I was like, what? I know, but like we ask people to get, pull the names out. Like we never. Yeah. Uh, no. 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 I know. Really... <laughs> so you I were know, lucky. But I'm like, were I'm lucky. not that lucky usually. So oh, but we were lucky that you danced. I think you were yeah, leading. Yeah. No. Yeah, I was leading. Mm-hmm. I danced with Zoya actually. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. like how we got to have. Uh, like after that, her and I developed more of a relationship. Like we would always see each other, but that right. was like an yeah. icebreaker mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, definitely. That we experienced that stage together, you know? Right, right. And really also, neat. I mean, that's one of the things that I think that they do in Buenos Aires. Like the way they say, or the way they introduce people when they dance to the milongas, sometimes they just say, 
dancing for us are so-and-so, right? Bailan para nosotros. So it could just be anybody from the milonga, at least the milongas that I've been to in Buenos Aires. Of course, there are like the performances, right? Like the super professional dancers. But I've also been to milongas where the the organizer would just say, okay, well, bailan para nosotros, like just two people who are sitting at the milonga, like they're just dancing mm-hmm. for a second, sharing their dance or their tango with us. So it mm-hmm. was, it was something different, something that I think New York didn't have yeah. because really why were we going to have another milonga in New York city? Like the same thing. Like if we were going to open a milonga, it had to have yeah. something different. Mm-hmm. Right. And you also did the change partners thing. I don't know if you did that. Like, oh my god! Did you change partners after every song was or during the? Oh, so that song. was. Remember? So we were we were like trying to because we didn't have a performance. So Monica and I were trying to because it was like a long, like a rectangular space. Like the people who were sitting at the tables sometimes didn't dance to the people who were sitting like towards the entrance or like the mm-hmm. other side of the room. So we really wanted to also kind of get people to dance with each other. And a lot of milongas yeah. have like a community tanda. I think yeah. Sarah La Roca had it uh, with the vals or something at the old milonga. But what we, we because I'm a school teacher, so you know it was going to be a little more structured. Yeah, so, you guys, uh, like I've never seen so, another milonga where everybody got up and did it. Well, like, that we, was great. Because it's happened to me where I join one of those community tandas and then in the middle of it, like, I don't have a partner and I have to be looking for someone to dance with. And it just kind of like, because someone, I don't know, for whatever reason. So we did, we made them make two circles and, you know, like the leaders would kind of rotate one way. The followers would stay and it would just be like 30 seconds and then mm-hmm. switch partners. And we would do like a three tango tanda and it was good for many reasons like another icebreaker Mm -hmm. and also a way to get people to know each other and also like the beginner dancers would be like oh i'm so glad it was only 30 seconds because i could do the same steps but with like different people so (laughs) it didn't feel like i had to know a lot of steps but again people that jumped into onto the dance floor when that happened were doing so knowing that they could have danced or they had to in a way that they would dance with anybody mm-hmm. like the leaders or the followers yeah, could be, yeah, yeah. They, you know all shapes forms sex well you it's know. also like it's such a small cozy space like it anyone was. not joining in you really stick out like when sarah <laughs> used to do it a yeah. lot of people are like oh, i can't wait for this tanda to be over because it's just such a big milonga it's right like right it, doesn't like it still was a nice effort but in your space it's really felt like you almost go through half the room in that one song like right like, right you know, it's just like just dancing next to one another because it becomes so tight on the dance floor at least the night that we were it was a packed yeah. night too yeah it, like you dance shoulder to shoulder so you didn't just connect with the person you were dancing with you connected with everybody that was dancing right next to you but also yeah. you had to keep La Ronda. That was also yeah. a big thing for us because people had to kind of like try to follow La Ronda. It was fun. It was, uh, yeah. I have no, to say, I I, a lot of the magic came from Monica. I, I, it's going to... Now, I think it came from both of you. Yeah. You guys yeah, we are a great team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. No, just, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 
super super friendly with everybody super inclusive and yeah yeah and now one of the kids i call them kids because by one of the bartenders somebody who worked at that restaurant now have he has his own restaurant so we are continuing kind of like getting together no dancing but just kind of like coming together and you know playing some tangos and having dinner so mm -hmm. it's kind of like people are still people miss each other uh, yeah. you know people yeah, want to see each mm -hmm. other and listen to some So where is his uh, new restaurant? So his restaurant is on Avenue B between 11th okay. and 12th Street and it's in the backyard so I feel safe doing it because but because it's not like on the sidewalk and like anybody can just walk up to us when we're eating and like, you know, like if we're like in the backyard or the patio of the restaurant, I feel like it's a, a little bit safer or more, you know, cozy and more private in a way, but mm -hmm. still outdoors, you know? I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. And, and I do have to say that we had a DJ discovery last time because DJ yeah. Twee Gloria Fam, who's listening, became, became a DJ last time. So nice. that's great. <laughs> I love I, that's one of my favorite things about running an event is, is getting exposure to new DJs, giving or giving mm -hmm. or whatever you want yes. to call it. But like, you know, I always every week, pretty much every week at Tingle Cafe, we had guest DJs in either room. Yeah, and it was oh I know no, I I understand, but but uh, not as a tango DJ, but just having an event that you can allow people to to play at is is great. Yeah, definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. I got corrected by by Twee. Oh, because yes. DJ <laughs> DJ Twee Gloria fam, she <laughs> she takes. She takes requests from people. Mm -hmm. What are they? She's the non-tango DJ of the event. Cool. <laughs> That's nice. She's awesome. Yep. So when are you doing the next one? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, because I'm going to start school on Monday. So I'm a school teacher. I'm a New York City um, high school teacher. And school really, like classes start Monday. Like we have blended learning. That's like another thing that I have to... I don't want to say worry about, but like some students are going to come to the building, mm -hmm. you know, and, but those classes start on Monday. So we're going to have one tomorrow to kind of like, um, plus it's getting colder. It's getting colder and colder. It's getting oh, colder yeah. Yeah. Easy. Oh, remind me. So, um, yes. we're just, um, so we're going to have one tomorrow and DJ and Twee is going to be the, Tango DJ and because I kind of sort of almost in a way fractured my right arm mm. during Labor Day weekend. Um, Emily, I think Cheeger, is that her last name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheeger. Emily, yeah. she's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. she's gonna be playing some tangos oh, from nice. seven to nine, and then Twee is gonna be doing the after party. Okay. The after party. That's <laughs> yeah. when things are gonna get. Oh, they did last crazy. time. Crazy. Because it was monsoon tango, it poured, <laughs> and people, it poured. Oh, it nice. was like it was. We were all wet. It was it poured, but DJ Twee kind of made it, made it, and she made it fantastic. We were all like, "Thank God it was still hot," mm -hmm. but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was a memorable experience, though, at least. <laughs> For sure. 
I love stuff like that. I remember when my mom came to visit years ago, it just was, it was June and it was that summer. It was just raining constantly. Mm. That poor woman during the two weeks that she was here, she got soaked. I don't know how many times. <laughs> and, uh, and one night we were coming home together and it just like literally we saw the rain at the end of the block and as we were walking on the street to go to the other avenue, Rain and us met in the middle of the <laughs> street. Like, it was just crazy like how it yeah. approached. And then it wasn't just lightly raining. And we just got super soaked. And then we just started singing, singing in the rain. Yeah. And just dancing on the sidewalk like Gene Kelly does. Um, yeah. so we had a great time yeah no this time last time we had it it wasn't like raining I mean the umbrellas were just not enough it was I think people were eating with their umbrellas open uh, under the tents that they had set up for us so it was monsoon capriccio <laughs> well um, so my next question to you mm -hmm. After a monsoon, uh, <laughs> Capriccio, uh, what drove you to tango? And then what was it that you stuck with it? Because it's not always easy yeah. to stick with it. It's true. Um, well, as you all know, I'm a school teacher and I. it was my first year teaching. I was teaching the eighth grade and... Um, the school that I worked my first year was not a public school. It was like a private school. And I think they needed to replace the windows or something like that. So they needed money. And the principal just decided to kind of like have each class select a country, teach the kids the like dance or like the national dance of that country <laughs> and then have the kids perform and have the parents come see it and charge huh. like, 15 bucks and make money that way, right? Yeah. And I was a rookie teacher. I mean, it was September and I love dancing. And I was like, oh my God, this is fantastic. I'm going to do Mexico. <laughs> Mexico really knows how to party. <laughs> and, and I mean, and I think they had, well, they had planned everything like in the spring, right? And it's September. And they're like, somebody said to me, no, the first grade has Mexico. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do Colombia. The Colombians really know how to party. And they were like, the fourth <laughs> grade has Colombia. Like every country <laughs> like that I thought was kind of cool. Because I mean, El Salvador, like they don't have, they have cumbia. And that's it. But I was like, yeah, I don't want to do, I don't know. Like I really never really like identified much with El Salvador, I guess. I don't know. But anyways. So I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And someone said to me, you have to, somehow you have to connect the curriculum, whatever you're teaching, to the country that you choose and kind of like to make a connection. I was like, oh, my God. And like in the eighth grade, like you learned World War II, right? So uh -huh. I was like, great, great, fantastic. I have to teach World War II. I'm going to choose like um, – Austria because of World War II, Hitler, and I'm going to teach them the vals, you know, and that's it. And, and then the other eighth grade teacher said to me, that's great. I'm going to choose Argentina because a lot of people left Europe during the war and a lot of them ended up in Argentina. And I was like, oh, 
I was like, well, I speak Spanish. You don't. Let me have Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> Let me I'll have Argentina. And he was like, okay. So I ended up with Argentina, but I didn't know how this, I didn't know anything. I mean, I grew up knowing about Argentina, you know, like all the telenovelas from Argentina and like Libertad Lamarque, who was like this actress that Evita Perón kicked out of Argentina. She ended up in Mexico mm-hmm. and like all the like the movies that Mexico produced, like like my parents would watch them. And of course, football, you know, like Argentina with the World Cup and all that stuff. So, I mean, I knew about Argentina and we all know Cumparcita, we all sing Cumparcita, but I didn't know anything. And this was so long ago. It was my first year teaching. And and so I think my sister found a, a flyer for like stepping out, like the old stepping out, mm-hmm. uh-huh. the one on 50 something street. And I was like, all right, I'll go. So it was January. The show was going to be in May. So I went in January and I was like, right, great. I'm going to go take one month lessons and the boys are going to do this. The girls are going to do this. Great. And it was a ballroom dance teacher. Like I really didn't have a tango teacher, but the assistant was Audrey Martinez mm. And she ah. and I became inseparable, like really, really good friends. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the first month, they were like, we're going to do a little demo just so you can see where you can take your tango. And I think they must have done like a gancho. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to put that in the show. I got to stay one more month. So I, st- <laughs> I stayed for a second month. And at the end of the second month, they did like a boleo. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to include that in the show. <laughs> so I, I stayed for three months. So January, March, April. How- and then I couldn't, I couldn't stay anymore. Like I had to. The show was in May. So... I think I did like Comparsita and I think it was True Lies, maybe. I don't know what movie <laughs> had like Por Una Cabeza. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I was learning the the steps, but in my mind, I was like, the boys are doing this, the girls are doing this. And I mean, I had that idea of the tango with like the rose in your hair and your mouth and like all this. And the principal was like, oh my God, you're doing the tango. Great, fine. So the thing for teachers was like if you had the last performance, like if your class was the last one to perform, it was like the best one because like she would leave the best show for last. And I was like, oh, my God, my kids, I've got to be the last ones at the show. And I was like, well, so into it. So but then after that, like I wasn't taking any more classes. So Audrey took me to all these milongas, mm. right? I was like, what? She's like, let's go to this place called La Belle Epoque. Mm. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I would go to La Belle Epoque. And um, I, remember, I remember when I met Tioma. Tioma uh, had this beautiful, long, curly, blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he danced with me, but... I mean, he danced with me, but it, because I was friends with Audrey, but like, I think my knees kicked his knees and I was like, oh my God. And I kept going to, to La Belle Epoque because, well, Audrey would take me and then she would take me to La Nacional um, and I would just hang out there. But I never, then she left, she went to Ireland and then she went to Argentina and I just never went back to tango and she came back and she said, she came back like 10 years later. Wow. She came back in 2011, and I learned tango in 1997. Wow. So I I was like, I don't dance tango. She's like, you do. I don't. You do. You, I don't. So it was, she's like, come wait for me. I'm working at Dance Manhattan, 
and wait for me and it will go to this milonga. And I was like, all right, great. What time you get out of work? She's like, I get out of work at 10. I was like, 10? Are you kidding me? I'm a school teacher. Like, I have to wake up at 6.30 in the morning. And she's like, just come one day. It's like, it was Monday and there was this practical called Luna, oh, yeah. I think. Rebecca's, that Rebecca yeah, Schumann yeah. used to have. And then yeah. Cole was DJing the Milo- the practical and I was waiting for Audrey to go to this. He was, I was like, oh my God, it's 10 o'clock. I need to be sleeping. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and Cole, Cole said to me, do you want to dance? I was like, I don't dance. I'm not a dancer. He's like, do you want to walk? You know what like men say oh, to beginners? Oh, yeah. that's all. You know, like, and I was like, oh my God, okay. And then at the end of that song, he gave me this flyer with a banana, right? And I was like, oh, okay. It was a flyer to go to Rocco, which I, I didn't go because I didn't know what it was. I went to, um, I went to Ensueño and... Oh, so you had a really long absence because... I did. Oh, I wow. went to, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I went to Ten Ensueño. Years, at, 11 years, I guess. You're talking about yeah, Rocco now. Again. That's not too long ago. That's a big, yeah, that's a big yeah, from La That from was La a big one. And I just, mm-hmm. exactly. I, and I, um, I followed the address of the flyer. <laughs> I went and I wasn't even wearing like tango shoes. I hadn't even taken any classes. I don't even know why I went to Rocco. That was, but mm-hmm. I did. So after that, it was just kind of like, I don't know, because I'm still a teacher. Like I still have to wake up early <laughs> and like, but then I, I, I kind of had like a strategy where I would like come home at 2.30, take a nap, like a real nap, like sleep four hours from like three to like seven and then go out to the milongas and then come back. Like it added up to eight hours, just like broken down into two periods of okay. four hours. <laughs> So, yeah. Wow, that is one of the more unique ways into tango. Like you, yeah, no kidding. You had the option of many different countries, and then you traded countries. <laughs> and I so, did. how did the show go with I the was... kids? I mean, oh my God, there yeah, must be yeah, a VHS. Yeah, exactly. There must be a VHS somewhere. Like I have to find it. Um, BTS, really? BTS. <laughs> hola. VHS. Hey, hola. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, usted. Good, Sorry, good. interrupt. Cap. So, it is a movie somewhere else then? I'm sorry? There's a VHS somewhere, he said. Well, I'm sure the school principal has a VHS of wow. the performances. I have to ask. I have to ask. And then I have to convert it into uh, because... I'm in the middle of another project where like two people have given me their milonguero collections of cassettes, like tapes, cassettes. <laughs> I have like a hundred cassettes of tangos and they're like, I want to give you, I, I want to give you my I'm glad you brought this up because, because I have four or five yeah. VHS cassettes of like Nito and Elba and a few of the Bridge to the Tango ones with Daniel Trenner. And I yeah. know that there's, ways to have this digitalized but it's kind of expensive so yeah. if anybody's listening out there who has connections to cheap ways to digitalize this stuff let us yeah. know because um i have some vhs that somebody gave me or like all these performances but i also have like cassette tape like like tapes with music oh God. i have like a hundred <laughs> you're talking about cassette somebody, tapes. somebody somebody came up to me and said oh you you play so well you're such a good dj but 
skinny when he was in New York and I took it. <laughs> but I have to convert it into MP3. I wouldn't I worry know. about that with tapes because the quality is going to be terrible. I know, yeah. I know, I know. But anyways, so that's that's the tango story. Wow. Oh, Martita, uh, you're so sweet. Oh my god. <laughs> the putita. These are putitas are here. <laughs> What's this putitas? <laughs> Perdón. <laughs> It's uh, the petite, the petites are here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another. That's another question. You have four already. Oh well, we're moving along. We only the show's not out. We don't go all night. You got to get up for school. <laughs> I love that she keeps counting and keeping no, 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 on no. us. No, I don't even Are you know a school how teacher or something? I am a school teacher. <laughs> I can't help it. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like, did you eat your dinner? <laughs> no, do I don't go homework? that far. Just like, no, you know, I for teaching, I don't, I don't do that. I mean, maybe when it was like maybe my second or third year teaching, I would be that strict. But then I realized, like, you know, these kids, um, they can get information anywhere. So now my job, I look at it more as um, facilitating learning situations and also kind of like making their thinking visible, like being able to explain things, how they arrived to something. Because I mm -hmm. think they're going to remember that more than remembering the plusquam perfecto or the subjunctive conjugation or, or something, you know, like I think it's more like teaching students how to process. Mm -hmm. How does your brain learn? Like how do you remember things? Knowing how your brain works and how your brain learns things that's that's which year now. do you teach in high school and did you always teach the same year so my first year i was teaching the this eighth grade right count. when i when i <laughs> when i kind of yeah this is like sub question no when i was i was teaching the eighth grade and i was teaching all subjects it was like a like a private school and it was very small school And then now I teach high school, and this year I'm teaching the seniors, which is like 17 years hmm. old. I like teaching the 17-year-old the, the kids. They're, they're more adults than children. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or they pretend to be. Yeah. I have a question. This doesn't yeah. count against ours. <laughs> okay. I just have to say before Chino, before you start, Marcelo, I just have to say that of all the people that I interviewed in all my history of podcasts, your interview was one of my favorite ones ever. What is uh, oh. before, Marcelo? Before just it was yours, Marcelo, and Robin Thomas's interviews were like my own the top, top, top. But Marcelo's was good because. He's also like brain. He's more brain he's, he's oriented. A yeah, yeah. So I have, and I am all feeling like I'm all like, oh, touch me, hug me, that's me. <laughs> and he is like uh, that brain that I also learn and, and want to know about. So it's a very yeah, Marcelo. Tu entrevista siempre me encantó. Um, before you before oh, you ask you the so question, much. Marcelo, I just wanted to ask Maria. Um, What to plug her podcast really quick? What is it called? Yes. Oh, so I don't do it anymore because I'm so busy, and and I think a lot of people have been able to kind of come out and do podcasts, so that's fine. But like, um, so I started about eight years ago. I think right away, like 
Oh, it's an ambulance going by my apartment. Sorry. Okay. Um, the, um, <laughs> <laughs> long the, as you're uh, safe. So I started like acting in character. Bro. I'm safe. Yeah. I'm safe. Um, so I started the podcast about eight years ago. And it was live, and uh, I had no idea what to do. And then Guillermina Quiroga's brother was like, why don't you just do the podcast at my radio station? And I was like, oh, my God, that's great. So that was Tango Talks. Tango Talks. And then I was like, I just want to do my podcast, like, on my own. Like, I don't want to go through you, Carlos Quiroga. And he was like, oh, but if you do that, then you need to not call it Tango Talks. And I was like, but we're friends. Like, we can put the name together. And he was like, no, you have to come up with another name. So I changed the name. And it never really took off because... I got busier and busier, and then I thought during the during the you know during the lockdown that I would be able to do it because I would have more mm-hmm. time. But teaching just became crazy in the spring. It was so yeah. exhausting, and I do consider myself one of the fortunate ones for having my job. Right, I didn't lose my job, and um, but I worked like seventeen hours with these little high school kids, so. I really wow. never really had time to dedicate to the podcast. So it's one of those loose ends that maybe I have well, to. You can always go back. That's the nice thing about these podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The community's post. still here. Yeah. I really love yeah. the one with Tioma, by the way. That one was really Oh my cool. God. He's awesome. Yeah. He's really great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So Marcella, you were going to ask a question. Sorry. Yes, this is something I remember in our interview that it was the time just flew when we you did the interview to me. So I appreciate. I love these interviews. Thank you so much. Is there a oh. sound? Did you guys hear something? Yeah, I think we need to kick him out, Adam. No, I... <laughs> it's definitely Marcelo this time. <laughs> is it Marcelo? No, no, it stopped. No, I don't know. I'll pay. <laughs> Uh, oh, the question. I so want to hug you right now, Marcelo. <laughs> oh, I want to no, be hugged no, too. No, 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 don't, don't, don't hang up on me. Okay, okay, what's the question? <laughs> the question is as you a school teacher, because I remember my first love as a kid was my, my school teacher. How many first loves have you been <laughs> as a school teacher? Oh my God. Question. Everybody always asks me that, but you know. I never saw it until maybe like two years ago. But I mean, guys, it's not like I'm like a 21-year-old teacher that just graduated from college. Like I am an experienced teacher, right? And like this happened to me like two years ago. I could tell like this young man had either he was, I don't know, taken and he would he would change colors. Like he didn't want to participate all of a sudden. So it doesn't really, it hasn't really happened to me. I know like everyone asks me that, like, oh, how many kids have had a crush on you? But I don't, I don't think so. But I just noticed one student two years ago. But like two years ago, Marcelo, like I, I'm not Senorita Jacinta Pichimahuila. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't believe you because you, my, I think that my teacher that I fall in love, she didn't notice me neither. But anyway. <laughs> All of us, we fall in love, guys, about our first teacher. I mean, I don't know. The people that I know, they were like, yeah. Yeah, first grade. It was oh. first grade, Mrs. Karczewski. Mm-hmm. Oh. I had female teachers, so I didn't That must have been confusing. For... 
my primary. <laughs> yes, I was. So maybe, maybe later on in like high school or something. <laughs> I remember when I, I, I my, the teacher I was in love with, she was the, uh, I was around eight, I was eight more or less. She was sending homeschool. And my mom was super impressed and proud of me because I was arriving home and I was doing my first, the first thing I was doing was my homeschool. That's all. (laughs) Because I wanted to. (laughs) Impress her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't really noticed, Marcelo, if you must know. I guess (laughs) teachers don't notice. Like, we're not, we're not, we're not. I haven't noticed. But yeah, I do get that question all the time. I used to get it more when it was like my first year's teaching. Now I'm like, but I remember telling telling my students, all right, guys, I'm going to just like stop coloring my gray hair because I think it's fab and I think women, you know, we should rock our gray hair the way men do. You know, men look distinguished with gray hair and women look, look good. And, and they were like, okay. Like they didn't really care. <laughs> to me, it was like a big deal. I was like, oh my God, guys, I have to let you know that I'm going to have gray hair. And they were like, okay. Like they're so <laughs> nutty to it. So... You know, they have other things that they worry about. Yeah. Well, gray hair is very distinguished. It's a, it's a nice look. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I'm, I'm into it right now. So. And yeah. you pull it well. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. You own it. Yeah. So did you, then I'm going to revert Marcelo's question. Did you have a crush on any of your tango teachers? On my tango teacher. We want names. We want names. (laughs) Listen, I I, um so I never tell the story because I don't people don't because not everybody knows my tango story. They don't really know that I learned tango a long time ago. But there used to be this Milonga on um Y on 92nd Street in Lexington Avenue. Mm -hmm. Um used to be the YMCA, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I remember. Anyways, so it was one of those milongas that Audrey took me because I didn't know any of these places. And I was, because I I, I don't know why, but I was dancing with this guy. <laughs> I was dancing with this guy and I had no, I didn't know who he was. I mean, I'm, I had no idea. And at the end of the night, the organizer says to me, oh, I had no idea that you were friends with Omar Vega. And I was like, who's that? I was like, no, we're not friends. Like, it didn't even mean anything to me until when I came back um, 2011. So this was 1998, probably, right? It didn't mean anything to me that night until 2011 when I was in Dance Manhattan and Audrey Martinez was saying, you need to buy tango shoes. I don't dance tango. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. And she's like, oh, they had, I think they had pictures of teachers or something. And his picture was there. And she said, he died. And I was like, oh, he passed away. And I couldn't believe that it was this person that I had danced with years ago. And um, and he was Omar Vega, and then I started doing some research, and I realized who he was, you know. But in terms of, um, so I guess I didn't have a crush on him because I didn't know who he was. I don't know. And <laughs> and then after that, I really didn't. That's take a weird any, answer. I didn't so take hold it on. You only, weird I know. only have a crush on someone if you know them. Oh, I don't know. I, I have I have been very I have been very good with my tango crushes. <laughs> who did I have a crush on? Did I have a, because I really haven't had 
Oh, I know who. Oh my God, this guy Marcelo. Yes. <laughs> yes. We were yes. Named the... <laughs> Marcelo. After I take a class with Marcelo, he's like, "You are the mountain or a tree, right? You're a tree, so your branches move." And then, like, he asked me. I was at a milonga here in New York City, and he's like, "He's like, uh, Negra, let's dance." And I was like, "All right, fine." And I just like got myself ready, and I was like, "Oh my God!" So I have to, and everybody was looking at me weird, like, Maria, what, what are you doing? I'm, like, I'm getting ready to dance with Marcelo, you know? <laughs> He's, uh, no, I don't, I don't think I have any crushes on teachers. Sorry to disappoint. No, oh, I was getting illusion. Uh, you broke my heart. Just, just broke my. This man, this man faints. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember we were in Boston? In Boston, Marcelo, we did that chacarera. You, we were at La Nueva Milonga, and you happened to be there, Marcelo. Uh -huh. And I happened to be there. He will melt your soul with his chacarera. We yes. danced the Chacarera together that night. And um, two or three people were like, I love watching you and Marcelo dance Chacarera. And I told them, he was telling me what to do. <laughs> he was like, I, I, he was telling me, this is the next step. This is the next step. You know, that's uh, yeah, it was that's fun. How good he is. It, I, dancing with, with, with her is so much fun. Aww. So I really enjoy my time dancing with you. Chacarera. And uh, tango, even I though know. you didn't have a crush on me, okay. <laughs> I know, like she told that story, like to the point where she said almost had a crush on Marcelo, and then she turned around and said, "I." One of the things I do like about Marcelo, one of the things I do like about Marcelo when he's dancing a biagi, it's like he he gets into it, and I I don't oh know if it's God, because he does. if I'm if I I don't know if it's nervousness or what it is on my part. Right, because I'm when, dance, when I'm dancing with him and he's dancing at Biagi, he does this like sound, right? Oh, I don't he know. Does? Yeah, but he loves Biagi. <laughs> I, I love Biagi. I do love Biagi. I get lost in Biagi. Yeah, I so. love Biagi too, and it's so rare to find leaders that love Biagi. Like I know Adam and Marcel. I'm I'm a I'm a love hate. Like. I have moods. My moods from Biagi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, uh, okay. Yeah, I remember practicing Biagi with Marcelo. I remember walking around Robin's <laughs> living because... room with Robin, trying to hit all the breaks in Belgica. And we would just yeah, walk around for like, it seemed true. like for hours, just trying to hit all the little accents. Didn't, you probably did it for It didn't occur years. to us, I know, probably. You know what's funny is like, <laughs> it didn't, never occurred to us just to count it, you know? <laughs> like, like, know. like we do nowadays, like Chico huh. and I will just examine like, the first few phrases will be like, okay, he does it on the end of four, the end of seven, okay. Yeah, like if it's skipping, if it's like sliding off of your hands, and then we count, and then we like start But back then, it. we would just keep walking and just trying. It was funny. But yeah, Biagi can be... Marce yes, sorry. Marcelo, what were you going to say about Biagi? We're about to say something. I love Biagi. Uh, I think that because... There is some kind of naughty in the in the music of Biagi, yeah. like this thing that, like you, like Adam is saying, right? These these move, move moments where play the piano and kind of like a teasing, teasing mm -hmm. moments in, in the in the sound, and I, I just love it. And I do make sounds too. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. He does like know. inhales and exhales and shit. Yeah, yes, it's all, it almost that. sounds like a hoop. Like, yeah. 
like a martial arts something like that yeah yeah i'm here guys you you i mean you're talking about me right? I'm, i'm just just telling you know i'm you i'm here no no marcelo it just it just means that it's like memorable like this is um that's what i remember like yeah i danced a piaggi with him and this is one of the things that i It's like Keith Jarrett playing well, piano. You ever hear Keith Jarrett play yeah. the piano and he like moans and makes sounds? He oh, does? Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that either. I gotta watch mm-hmm. that now. Who? He's Who's a jazz pianist. Keith Jarrett. Keith Jarrett. But when he plays the piano, he's always like, he kind of moans and makes little sounds and stuff. This is a really good question because I learned to make sounds dancing because... Uh, in modern dance, in other places, there is sound like exhalation, inhalation. And I'm thinking in tango, it's true, the people are getting really serious. Why people dance tango so serious? I don't know. What's wrong with these people? We know. need to get them to all relax. Yes, hey, guys. Do you know my theory in the about chat. this? Do you know why I think everybody in tango is so serious? It's because everybody wears suits and, and fancy clothing. And so... Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So they feel like... You know, it adds this aura, this era of like, well, you know, we're serious. We're wearing nice clothing. I think if everybody just wore like yoga pants and shit, it would be a very different vibe. <laughs> it would be more like contact. It would be like, what's the Wednesday night milonga now in, um, in Buenos Aires um, that Bruno runs? Mandrilere. Yeah, like all the kids oh. there have like mohawks and they wear like shit, I couldn't say the name. combat boots and cutoff shirts and the vibe there is Mandrina. totally different. And it's a lot of it has to just do with the aesthetic and the way people feel mm-hmm. and look. I agree. Yeah. Also, it like, depends that... on their teacher. Like some teachers really like that. True. Uh, yeah. Started yeah, yeah. Like that I too. think if you're a student of Bruno's yeah. versus if you're a student of like Gabriel Anjo, you're going to have a very different. It's going to be different. <laughs> <laughs> Take on things. Absolutely. And everybody we should smile like Marta does in the middle. Did you notice that when you go in the middle yes. Marta is like smiling, that huge smile. So thank you Always. for your smile. Uh... <clears throat> <Aww>. <laughs> do we have any I more questions? So what's the fifth what's the fifth question? Or did we do fifth already, Maria? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we distracted her. No, no, no. I'm just being polite. But <laughs> no, but I do want to say before the any other question that one of the things that um because Marta Martita mentioned it right now one of the things that I kept doing with Capriccio because we cannot dance is have this like orchestra battles you guys have oh, seen yes, the videos oh yes I love that so that's true yeah that's one of the cool can things you, can you that explain that to people listening in case they don't know what you mean yeah so it's basically as you all know um many tangos have more than one version, more than one version. So um, I just put up like one tango and then two different orchestras, and then people have to kind of choose which orchestra they prefer. So it all started, well, the bad, (laughs) well, like, you know, like if I'm gonna play Humillacion by Darienzo and Humillacion by Biagi, maybe Biagi will not win. You know what I mean? So people in the group, they listen to both versions and then they choose which which um which version they prefer. Piaget. And now the bet the best <laughs> part of it the best part of it is now that um 
a lot of people are now like people are doing like to do their own research about tango and they're like learning about different orchestras and now we also have people coming in doing their the videos presenting the tangos to the group so Mm -hmm. it's i started doing it like in like in what maybe late april maybe march april and it's still going and um yeah i love it when i saw it i was like i i I caught it randomly one day. I was like, this yeah. is so cool. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And it all happened because I was driving my mother somewhere and in my car. We had the Spanish radio station and it was bolero time. And then they played this bolero song, right? And then it got to the point where I found myself recognizing the lyrics, mm-hmm. right? And it was... En un beso, la vida, and I was like, what? I was like, this has, this is a bolero, but the song, I know this song. (laughs) And then I made the connection and it was one like the the Sarli um, version. And I was like, what? So which one came first, the bolero or the tango? So that's how it started. And now, like the the next one I'm going to do soon is like El Adios by Donato. And El Adios by Pugliese to see which mm. one people choose. Piaggi. Piaggi. Piaggi doesn't have El Adios. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, but that's. Um... Nico and I were doing something with, uh, oh my God, Quero Verte una vez más many years ago, Piaggi. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I noticed, I think it's De Mare and. Lamuto, or maybe not the money. Yeah. Lamuto, yeah, yeah. Lamuto has one. Lamuto has Canaro. it, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's three yeah. arrangements, two of which are the same and one of which is the opposite. They start with the B and then they go to the A. And then in the other two, oh. they start with the A and they go to the B. And Well, oh. that's very interesting, Adam, because this week's class, we were looking at different arrangements with Emiliano and he was showing me like poemas, certain versions start with section B versus section huh, A and interesting. stuff. Oh, you guys yeah. are sophisticated. We just go by sound. I'm like, <laughs> all right, guys, this is Biagi <laughs> and this is Darienzo. Which one you want to dance to? Like, yeah, um, these people are trying to get so snobby and then the four, the <laughs> no, three, no. the double three. The, the, <laughs> no, that's, that's yeah. really hard for me to do. I just want, I just go with, okay, so I, I think Jennifer Maleva. Um, Jennifer, what's her last name? Brett. Oh, Brett. Maleva mm-hmm. Zapata. Yeah, yeah. She was like, Jennifer well, I presented, I think it was the Sarli Corazon, um, like the Rufino version and the Pomar version. And she was like, well, if it's 11 p.m., I want to dance to the Rufino version. But if it's 4 o'clock in the morning and I've already had a couple of tricks, then I want to dance to the Pomade version. Like, you know, people what have What the hell he does? <laughs> <laughs> so people choose. People if choose I'm doing cocaine, on... I need to dance to Biagi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Tango geeks. Somebody said you guys are tango geeks. I just go with the music and the feel. I'm not that sophisticated like you guys. Well, that's how I used to be. And now when I start teaching, I like learning different things about the music where I, well, so I started learning to listen to things that I didn't hear or Mm -hmm. I didn't know I heard because you pay different. You pay attention to different things based on your day, based on your past. Like, 
you know it's just like getting to learn the layers of the music was interesting right and then breaking yeah. down yeah but we're definitely geeks about oh yeah it. very much so <laughs> yeah Love so it. since you're not a geek about it i'm um i would love to hear your definition of a tango embrace oh my goodness i don't as know a, as a school teacher how would you define a tango embrace? we want names in this <laughs> <laughs> no, no names. um Jesus, I thought you were going to ask me about Manuela. I would have been easier to answer Manuela than Tango Embrace. That's for the putitas who are listening. It's What's a code Manuela? answer. It's a code answer. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, Embrace is something that I never really think about, honestly. I don't think about it much. I just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, just Embrace. Yeah, I just... I just I, more than Embrace, I hug the person. I don't really... I really haven't spent much time studying embrace. Um, maybe you should give me that homework. I will. I will do it. But no, you know. I mean, I know I'm not looking for. Well, it. unfortunately, we can't do that homework right now. Like, anyway, what do you like? <laughs> yeah, no yeah. homework. Yeah. No, like what do you like? What do you? And you already said it. You said I just hug. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm. A, Looking for simple things, you know, is is the shirt clean? <laughs> Does the man, did he or she brush his or her teeth? I mean, or put a mint in mouth before we started dancing. I'm not, I'm just, I just want to dance. I'm not. I'm muy not importante. Dance. Esos yes. puntos, muy importante. <laughs> sí. Yeah, just, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. Um, particular, super particular. But, like, but I do. But I do understand your point. Like the moment you become a teacher, you have to know these things because like I teach Spanish and I don't. So I do more than like my sister speaks Spanish too, but she's not going to be able to explain certain grammar rules, if you will, or certain ways of constructing a sentence because she just speaks Spanish. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, I speak Spanish, but I also studied it and also studied how to teach it. So when you say to me that, you know, like you have like a definition of Tango Embrace and you didn't think about things, but then you became a teacher, then you had to know more about it. It makes total sense yeah. to me. But I'm just a social dancer. So I just want to go dance, um, you know, have a good time, dance with the people that I like and enjoy dancing with and come home, you know? Yeah. No, it's nice. I also wanted to, you know, see what you prefer in an embrace or just like what what you were going to say. I was just curious also because of the way you were like uh, talking about your podcast with Marcelo and you said something like, well, he's a thinker and I just want to hug and I want to dance. So, yeah. so I yeah. wanted to see how you were going to describe the embrace and you just said, I just hug. And <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. I hug him nice. or her and I let, the thing I think is like, I let them hug me. I don't place myself there. Like I, I, I hug, but I also make myself available to be hugged in a way, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, there isn't really, yeah, I, I really don't, and and I, I I know I need to I need to figure things out like 
I know that at some point, like if I have to break it down when I'm like doing a, a hero, I have my left arm has to move this way. And, but I, I just do it naturally. So mm-hmm. I, but of course it's always, I could always take more classes. Right. But, but I, I haven't I, studied. I I really haven't spent time studying. Well, that was the wanna... sort of answer I was looking for anyway. I think yeah, I yeah. was looking yeah. for more what you gave us. Yeah, it's like more the concept and the feel of mm-hmm. what it means. It's uh, for you. Yeah, just hugging, and um, I just want to, like you know. We've all been dancing since we were little. We've all all enjoyed music. So I want to enjoy the music and I want to enjoy the person I'm dancing mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that part that I allowed myself to be touched. Mm, sounds. Yeah. I didn't say touched. I didn't say you touched. Hug. Hug, sorry, hug, sorry. <laughs> I, I, miss, I, I interpreted as I, I felt it. He's been alone in the apartment for many months, okay? But that's the idea, Marcelo. I just allow, (laughs) I I don't, I think that, you know, I think like in very, very subtle ways, people may dance with someone else, like a person may dance with someone else, but like deep, deep, deep inside, like you may not be giving yourself or you may not be enjoying yourself 100% or you may have some sort of inhibitions, you know, towards dancing Mm -hmm. with someone. So allowing myself to be hugged is just, yeah, here I am. Dance with me. That's it. I don't. I think it's very important. And yes, the hug, Marcelo, also means that you have to touch. (laughs) You have to touch the other person. Yeah. 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 And also, yeah, exactly. Walter, it's like an entrega. I, I, you can't really study entrega. I think it's, yeah, it's just, I just let him or her, right? Because here in New York, we're, we're, we dance with leaders of all different, all kinds of leaders, um, male and female or whatever. So it's just a matter of like, and letting her or him just, Hug me and, and in a way, I don't want to say touch it because in English it does sound a little weird, but in Spanish it doesn't. Like, you know, like have this like proce, um, like kind of like, like, I don't know the words in English, like kind of like, yeah, like kind of like. Yeah, rosar is, yeah, I understand. That is, yeah, well, that, that part is, um, that's what I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's like, and I agree with Marcella about what yes. you said, like allowing yourself to be hugged because sometimes yeah. people don't, and that also leaves flexibility of finding yeah. both partners, finding themselves and each other in the embrace rather yeah. than one of them defining things uh, fully. And I don't expect the hug, you guys, the embrace, but the hug to be the same, like if, every time I dance with the same person. Like if I dance with Omar Murad, right? Omar. Uh, one, if I dance Omar. with Omar Murad, one night, em, the embrace Why would you dance with same. him? I'm just kidding. I dance with him because <laughs> I when, love he, Omar. I'm just when he and his now wife were dating, they were doing it right in front of my nose and I had no idea they were dating. And the only thing that the two of them would dance would be milongas. Because, you know, oh, really? and so I only dance milongas with Omar because he's a good leader for me. Yeah, he loves getting down on milongas. Dance with Omar. Yeah. 
What about you, Maria? So. What's your favorite right now? Milonga Vals, Tango? Does it bounce around? Um, I do. Um, I do. I have to say that right now I'm into trying to discover a lot of tangos. Boleros. A, a bolero. Yeah, they have a bolero version. Um, I found a Bizarly Vals that is a bolero. So I, I'm into that right now, like that, that kind of exploring. Also... I'm also exploring like this project of having two orchestras battling, like which which orchestra is better at, at version. Um, it it also took me to like there are some tangos. It's like it's the same tango, but like one orchestra has one name for it, and another orchestra has a different name for it. And yes. I want to know if it was like a mistake at the recording house that they tagged it wrongly, or I mean in the wrong way, or what. So that's where I find myself right mm. now, kind of mm. like um, Abandono by Laurens. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, De Caro calls it Amarguras, but it's the same tango. So now Are I want to... Are you sure it's not mistagged in your place? Yeah, I have, to, I have to find out. No, it's not because I, I went to my source and I asked her and she told me, no, this one is not a mistake. Yeah. So, But I have to... Have to find so that's where well, I am right now. That might get you a really interesting story. Like Comparsita has that, I think, like the composer right. had the name, and then when um, Gardel added yeah. lyrics and then got it famous, it has a different name. Right, right. And but Amarguras was like, I think it's 1930, 1939, and then Abandono is like 45. I don't know. I don't know if Laurens. Just such a to such a Latin music. lady, Amarguras Abandono. Sounds like a soap opera in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know, I know. It does. And, Amarguras. And who's a geek now? Is what I want to ask. I know, but I'm a geek. See? But I'm, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but I'm not. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, I love being a geek. I'm just not a geek with the embrace or with the. Uh, I'm Selective not a geek, geek. with like. Yeah, I'm selective like geek, or or I I just don't know how to. My brain doesn't work. Remember when I was telling you guys like I teach my students to learn how their brain learns better, yeah. right? So my brain doesn't learn well when I have to. Um, think. I guess I'm not. <laughs> no, I have to think, but I mean, like. Um, no, I brain... mean maybe with the movement I meant like. No, I mean like um like the downbeat, the upbeat, the slow beat. That my brain and I are I'm not compatible mm. with that. I'm not compatible mm -hmm. with people saying or teachers saying, well, on the downbeat, you're gonna move your left. I, I can't do that. Like that doesn't mesh well in my brain. So I have to find a teacher who who teaches I mean, in high school, we have to differentiate. Like, not every student learns the same way. So of course. Yeah, of course. I have to find a tango teacher who differentiates the mm -hmm. lessons. Yeah. That's the fun part about me. <laughs> yeah, that's the fun part. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, I was yeah. going to say, like, that's the fun part about teaching live versus, like, right now teaching through Zoom and right. through videos because it's so much harder to, Completely to understand agree. what your students are really experiencing when you're through a little video screen or, or even if it's pre-recorded especially right and then right yeah that ability like, to like live. improvise in the moment and change your approach yeah. is so much more fun yeah yeah and you really need the students to be interactive for it right now especially yeah. on the yeah. screen i feel like yeah 
Yeah. Well, that's all my questions. Well, that was that was good. That was at least five, and um, (laughs) and more. (laughs) It was. It was. Maria, how did? Sorry, I need to ask this Mm -hmm. question. I have to, because these two words that she's using, I get it because I live it and I saw it in soap operas in Argentina. It's amargura and and and. How to translate that in English in a poetic way? These words to translate that? Amargura, bitterness. But bitterness, bitterness is sound. I don't know. It's not the same. Like bitterness sound. I don't know. It's it doesn't so so poetic or dramatic like amargura. Make sense? Well, maybe the sound of the yeah. word itself is why it sounds so different. Because you know, bitterness yeah. and amargura. What is it? Amargura. I can't even say it. Mar- amargura. Amargura. It's a very different yeah. quality of sound. Amargura. Yeah. Well, I think that bitterness, because it doesn't have an, the vowel A in there, it's like close, like the I and the E are very like close vowels. So I think maybe it's even more, it's not sounding like rhythmically like, you know, amargura. Mm. I don't know. That's my linguist. I love it. I love the word amargura, guys. I don't know. I need to translate. I wish I can translate it in a way that for Latin sounds like it's super, super <laughs> Veronica Castro. And I don't know. Stop. He's like, oh, my Lord, all this. I know. I know. You know, there is a, I know, I know. The, what, what is it? Um, there's a play in Spanish that a woman who had five daughters and she's a widow and the daughters have to like be in mourning for like a whole year. But the names of the daughters is like Amargura, Soledad, uh, (laughs) Penitencia, like all these like really, really sad names. But anyways, that's a story for another day. (laughs) Well, well, thank you for your your time, Maria, and it was so nice to sit and get to yes. know you more. Um, Thank you. Likewise. Something Thank we've been you. trying to do with the great. last six months is keep connecting with people and getting to know them better through this podcast. And So we appreciate you being here. Thanks. Thank you for having me, and thank you for all the questions and Were they all good the people questions that or great questions? Well, even that you didn't have a crush on me, it's okay. Thank you. So. <laughs> it's a part of it, but the best thing about crushes is when they're like secret, yeah. when like nobody knows that you're crushing. That's like it's the true. best. Why do you want to know if someone has a crush on you? Like, no, it's like best to like guess. You know what I mean? Like, does she or does he have a crush on me? That's bad. Amargura. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorrow is a good one too, Gustavo. Thanks. Yeah, sorrow yeah. sounds sounds yeah yeah good, Gustavo. Thank you. Yeah, Gustavo yeah, yeah. is gonna sing for us now. Oh, fantastic! Amargura, I know it. Next week's song, Gustavo. I can. Speaking of next week, we have. A violinist joining us next week. Oh, and we have uh, Walter and Leo joining us. Walter next and week. Leo. Oh, awesome! Yes. We have a great show with them every Saturday, but in Spanish. I love watching. I've that. been busy. You've been oh busy. Oh my god! god. I have Spanish since January, so I've been watching you guys know, on your we... show just to practice listening to Spanish. It's great. 
we talk too fast, no? Um, no, I don't know. My, my, I'm at a point right now where it really depends on how the articulation <laughs> is, and not necessarily the speed anymore. And oh. um, so, like, who was I watching? Like, when I was watching you guys with the uh, La Nacional crew the other day, um, yeah. both Juan Pablo and uh, Maria Jose, they articulate very well. So I was able to understand yeah. very well when they were speaking in Spanish. Oh, okay. But right. some people, they right. just... Well, Gail and Tioma are coming this time. Nice. Nice. And Jose and... Fluke. Jose Fluke is Oh, my doing... Lord. <laughs> you know it's going to be a party <laughs> with Jose. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Anyways, thank you so much. Thank you. And, thank you. Um, have a you good too. night. Enjoy. All right. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. bye. Yes, bye, Walter. We'll bye. do a Tango Cafe soon. We'll do a, a back to back Tango Cafe and then a podcast with you guys next week. That'll be great. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, thank you all for listening and joining us this evening. Chico, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, Adam. Yes. We'll do a little. Yeah. Marcelo, see you tomorrow. Yeah, I wear. <laughs> <laughs> In the. Uh, maybe we'll uh, call you for. We're gonna have a little where? socially distanced picnic tomorrow, just Chico and I. So maybe we'll give you a buzz from Zoom. Or something. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate. It. And Saturday, are you coming for Tango's Fierce Tango time? I will drop in. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, you have a mate time. Yes, awesome. Everybody's invited to Tango Spirit Tango Mate Time brainstorming and yeah, it's fun have conversations. A, and a, a confess our crushes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be very productive. Thank you so much, guys. It's so much fun to, to spend time with you. You too, ma'am. Really. You too. Maria. Take care. Awesome. Take care, Thank everybody. You. Have a great night. Ciao. Good night, everybody. Bye, Chico. Love you all. Love you, Adam. Good, Good night. night. I love you too. Bye. Bye.